Welcome to the Dungeon House, where a bunch of regular people with regular jobs gather to play Dungeons and Dragons. We aren't professionals, so if you hear food ASMR or a baby in the back, just understand it's normal. This show is recommended for those 13 and up. The music you'll hear is brought to you by William Heaton and various other artists. We're glad that you're here to share in the fun and laughter, as well as the challenges along the way. So come on into our home, take a seat on the couch, and enjoy The Dungeon House. Oh no! Welcome to my life. I think we're live. Hi guys! We're live? I don't think we're live. Sure. Just keep waving until like. We're live at six. Just keep waving. For sure by six, <laughs> six thirty-one, we're definitely live. But I'm almost certain it's at like six. Yeah, we're live. We're live. 40. Welcome to the dungeon house. Welcome to the dungeon house, everyone. See, it works. This <laughs> <Christmas> works. <laughs> it's not our good, time, but it works. Our, our timing is about as accurate as never. I don't know. I wasn't going anywhere good oh, with that. Also. Hey, this is a special shout out to Dave Heaton for listening to our podcast. Yeah. Um, he said it was professional, which was kind of fun. That was very nice. But Christian Mike. Yeah. I don't know about professional. We are nothing if not professional. You know, professionals look at us and they set their standards. So. Mm-hmm. Just saying. We are the most interesting D&D podcast. <laughs> okay. Anyways, before we get too prideful, I'm sorry, BK. Did that hurt? Everyone hates me. No, it's true. You are just really. Aaron's gonna go jump off a cliff. You already did that with. Why would you send your character off a cliff when people like you? Um, that's actually no. It's three times he's jumped. Well, one he jumped off a cliff. The other time he jumped from a tower onto a cliff. And also he did that twice. If I had a nickel for every time that Baron had to deal with a cliff, I'd have three nickels. Which is not a lot, but it's crazy that it's happened that many times in such a short amount of time. Anyways. Um, we should probably have a little bit of uh, recap. I can't remember who did it last week. They did it last week. I think McKay. Um, since we're picking on you. Yeah, you want me to do it? I want you to do it. Okay. So, uh, last time we had started with Pinky running away from the bull, Pinky like was able to distract the bull enough and then come in through the church, and we were all worried that the bull was somehow going to find us. Um, we got inside the church, uh, Opal had found a secret passage and she was all super sus about it, and she was like, I don't know anything about this, and we went down into the tunnel... And we found some old bones and old armor with, like, symbols of the paladin. I forget what it's called. Ficretra, thank you. And also symbols of Yalfa. Uh, oh, and there's one more. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the last one? The last one was the symbol of Daruth. Oh, uh, and Daruth, the, the other kind of evilish god, that the, the dark god that we we're giving vibes to weird vibes off of um and we followed the tunnels and one led up to uh a tavern where the bull was and we were like nope not here then another one we got 
stuck by by skeletons as we were looking out towards the ocean. Mm -hmm. And then luckily Opal was awesome and she reached into her bag and pulled out the one that we needed and we were able to get past the zombie. The one what? The one scroll. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. The scroll, we were able to get past the skeletons and then we came up to the surface through a different passage and we got tracked by the bull again, destroyed two towers. And, and um, one of the ballistas, <laughs> one of the ballistas, we got to stick inside the bowl, and then the bowl went, exploded off the edge. Oh, yeah. Adelaide was, like, hunted. Just full, just... Mm -hmm. That was crazy. She was fine. Yeah, that's, that's literally just exactly what happened, so... Um, I don't have very much else to add except to kind of set the scene for where we're starting back in. Um, <clears throat> as you guys hear the giant crash underneath the, uh, coming from down below where the waters are, you hear the giant of the tower and the bull, uh, all falling down, um, as the last ray of sunlight dips underneath sending the whole world, uh, the village of servitude which you are in, into twilight, um, and the uh, the last um, light finally leaving the top of the thorns tower that stands mere hundreds of feet away from you, but separated by a giant. I guess, but it's not a chasm. It leads down to the ocean. It's on a pinnacle separated. Anyway, um, as night kind of roll is rolling in at this moment, you can feel like the temperature in the air kind of starts cooling, but it's it's not uncomfortable. And the smell of the salt in the air from the ocean kind of finally hits you. Um, Randis really sticks to you. Um, and the it's kind of crazy how silent. It gets, and the only thing that you can really hear is the the rhythmic beating of the waves on the cliffs below. As Ren and Baron lay on the ground after jumping off the top of the tower and landing on the ground, take a moment to realize that your hearts haven't jumped outside of your chest yet. Um, but first, before we go to that, uh, I want to kind of bring to attention Adelaide. Um, Adelaide, as you finally are able to kind of get into a position that you can cast stand as Opal sets you down over by the, the house that you and Kira and um, you'd left the, the man in the gurney. And Pablo, he's also there. And Elias kind out by the road, but you finally get a chance to kind of come to your senses as the world stops spinning. And you look down. How big do you think your shield is? Your legs are still there. No legs. Um, I don't know. It, it's it's not that big. It's 
I don't know. I had it out, so I imagine it would be pretty red. Be pretty red. Be pretty you red. look down and it is bent into taco shape. How? As this very well made shield. Um, you can see that it has a lot of uh, nice filigree on the sides. Um, tight shield with your family crest kind of born on it, as well as like superimposed on the crest is the symbol of Yalfad with the moon behind it it's sad to see but this shield would work better as a plow than a shield as of right now this is so sad it was custom Pablo have you seen my shield on a par <laughs> and he um may he kind of pulls out his path pen and if it's Alright with my lady and he starts playing like somber funeral music. Um everyone else is kind of walking up, I guess, right now. Unless anything else on Saturn, but you just come to the scene of seeing Adelaide more in her shield. As uh, as I'm next to Ren, just kind of before we get up, I imagine I, I would have just like sit up, done a little stretch. Ugh. Cat the reflexes like a cat, still got it. You okay? Uh, yeah, uh, barely. I was kind of intense, but I'm glad we made it. I think he's gonna fly up to them and she's gonna go, That was. You guys! <laughs> She's gonna try and give you high fives. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a high five. I'll give you one of those, like, limp high fives. When she gets to Moss, Moss is, Moss is just gonna stare at her hand and just sort of, like, look away and just be like, friggin' youth. She gets a little somber and kind of dejected. Her shoulders sag and she walks over to where Adelaide is. We should probably go check on Adelaide and, and the rest of the gang. As um as Pinky's approaching us, Adelaide's gonna um just just be like oh, Pinky, that was very impressive. Why thank you. You're 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 like a, a one fairy army, it's truly incredible. Pinky's gonna flex her muscles, be like, yeah, I'm pretty great. <laughs> and oh, Twig thank muscles. you so much for rescuing me. I I owe you. Oh, well, uh, yeah, you don't owe me anything. I think um, maybe your shield might need some something. I think you have very good taste and quality of look. But maybe we can look more into good quality of material. Next time. Together. Yes, I need the finest material and the finest craftsmanship. I think that's a good deal. Does anyone know if this could be repaired or do I need a new one? Probably. <laughs> uh, I'm sure we can bend it back into shape. Well, that'll work for now then. It's about this time that Kira and Lannister 
Well, Lannister also walks up kind of behind you all. Um, and he uh, leans on his spear that he has and says, well, I think uh, looking around we're pretty beat. We should probably find a place to rest. Perhaps we can go back to where we popped out from underground. It seems most safe. Not a bad idea. As long as uh, someone keeps watch for more skeletons. Mm-hmm. It's easy to do. Eli, are you okay? You took a pretty big hit. Uh, mm-hmm. Adelaide, golly, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, I'm I'm fine. You can. She's not fine. She's not fine. <laughs> yeah, you can see her. She's like you know when someone's hurt, but they're trying to put on a strong face, mm-hmm. and so you can see kind of like the wince marks at her the corner of her eyes. And every so often, she kind of starts leaning a little bit too much, and it has to. I can't catch herself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, good. And then I'll do faster. <laughs> Just um, can I do a perception check, making sure um, we're not leaving anything like little scraps of rope or metal or anything? I mm-hmm. just little things. Big board. Yeah. Okay. Four. Um. You do head. notice that on the wall, <laughs> just over to the side. Uh, actually, I don't know if they. Concentration. Let me, I'll just say it's happening. I'm not too worried. I think it is concentration, though. But you do see a bright light on a building, just like catch my feet away. You walk over to it and you notice that it's the bolt that Adelaide shot um, early on in the fight, trying to distract the bull. It still has the light cantrip cast on it. It glows with kind of a soft moonlit color. It's a silvery. Just pull it out. Okay. You don't notice anything else. Yeah, get it back to Adelaide. But after that, I think I'd start walking, but with an assist to Adelaide. Okay. Adelaide's like, at first, when we first start walking, she's just like, oh, oh thank you, it's okay, it's fine. <laughs> and then, like, as I continue walk- walking, She's kind of like swathing, holding <laughs> on to Opal's shoulders, like kind of like, yeah, <laughs> leaning, half being carried. So as we're kind of recovering after this battle, I guess who do I? Who all is like hurt? Who do I see that is in need of some attention? If anyone. Um, I think you know yourself, you took a good amount of damage on the fall. I I mean, I'll help someone else before me. Um, I think the others that got hurt would have been first Adelaide and also Baron. Um, I'm actually, while this is going on, as we're walking, I'm going to use Second Wind just to recoup some uh, stuff. I I look at Baron, I'm like, "Eh, he's good. Like, (laughs) He shakes it off, rubs some dirt in it. Um, 
And I'll I'll cast a cure wounds on on Adelaide. I, here's a question for you, Brandon. How how does your cure cure wounds magic work? I was just how thinking does... about that. Um, it would probably be not really a spell, but more of like an an infused ritual. You know, like I would probably like have some like herbs or some sort of concoction that I would like rub into the wound, like and bless it, kind of like kind of like come on, you got this, you know. Uh, so more of like a, a blessing, a, a remedy. Mm -hmm. Well, I imagine that you have like a satchel full of kind of different components and ingredients from yeah. your the surrounding area of your village, local medicine that you you know. You grab out um, some of the um, it, underneath one of the leaves of a like a frond tree. If you scrape uh, the leaf, you can get this kind of brown fluffy substance and then with that you're able to put it into a wound that's open and bleeding and i'll staunch the bleeding as you have put that in there and then wrap it with bandages as um you're kind of going helping with some of the more major like scrapes and cuts on and i'll maybe even like uh, like rub these like roots and like frond stuff like on my like little totem of miliosaba and I'll like kind of like that's how I like kind of infuse it a little bit. Yeah, I like that. And so um, you can feel the huntress blessing the yeah. the healing of another hunter. Um, and do you want me to roll for that that curing that healing? Yes. That is eleven heal points. Ooh, that almost yeah. puts you back to full, doesn't it? Almost, yeah, that's awesome. Good deal. If no, one else is, if no one else is hurting, I will heal myself as well. Mm -hmm. Doing a similar ritual for yourself. Similar, but not as good because I rolled a two. So. Aww. <laughs> as uh, a little more rushed, you're you're not as worried about yourself. More outward focused. I can take it. It's whatever. Pain. What is it? Um. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming everyone's heading back to the <laughs> little entrance that was in that tipped-over watchtower. Um, it's a few hundred feet away. It takes a, not too long, but a little while since Adelaide's a little slower. Um, Alaya, are you doing anything particular during this time? Mm -hmm. She's probably following, but kind of behind everybody else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you would notice um, Kira. He will kind of step up beside you, just kind of in the pack, as at, at the back of the pack as well. Um, not necessarily making conversation, but just sticking close that way. Um, you get almost a sense that he, he saw you kind of walking in the back and didn't want to leave you alone. Okay, I think she would. I think I would continue in silence. Okay, but just keep walking. Yeah, he won't start up a conversation either. Um, eventually, though, you guys do get back to the the spiral staircase which you opened earlier, um, and heading down below the kind of the cool misty air. Um, 
Legion, just as you head down, you start noticing around the the town the faint lights of fireflies start popping up as the twilight turns darker and darker and these bugs come out to uh, illuminate just a little bit more of the world even though it is very dark um, during night. And it's almost a serene scene as there is not very much sound right now. Only the few chirps of the um, crickets and these faint lights floating around the decrepit and old building. Um, not necessarily. It's just if anything you get the sense that fireflies in sense of folklore and a lot of you would know this but fireflies are kind of a sign of protection at night they they have a lot of connections to like the idea of like um one second a lot of connections to luva the goddess of sun and renewal as they're almost considered like a sign that the sun will rise again in the morning and your path at night is protected and that can bring a little bit of peace to you guys as you head down into the dark. Maybe, oh, can I do a sleight of hand with maybe a jar that I'm going Yeah, of course. Do a sleight of hand check. Oh, hey. Yeah, Pinky's yeah, definitely chasing them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's, she's not keeping any of them, but she's catching and releasing, just having a good time. Okay. Hope you all roll some. I would ask Pinky for help. Okay. If she doesn't want to, that's just fine. There we go. <clears throat> Slide of hand. Five. Seventeen. Okay. Um, hopefully you... It's very difficult. I'm gonna need to build. <laughs> you know, like, um... I can't get the idea of, like, you're just, like... Like, right now, come here, bug! It's not, uh... Not working very well, but Pinky, with with her help, she's just like nationally releasing them. She almost like is able to fly at the same rate as they are, and so it's not too difficult for her to just kind of slowly, almost flowing, catch one, and she brings it up to you and holds it in her hand. Okay. Jar? Yeah, and I'm gonna put it into the jar. Um, I'm assuming that you do poke holes in the lid and oh, the yeah. jar and stuff like that. That would what be. Do we get? I think you will make um, sure of that. <laughs> <laughs> you guys get three fireflies in the jar, so it's fairly good light. It's something that might be something that I. How do I say this? It does kind of give you the sense of like, oh, this is. I have kind of a a safe. Thing. This is this is good, okay. almost like a child's nightlight in a sense. I think as we're going, I would gather firewood, um, and then probably once we're down, I probably leave the top 
uh, hatch just open just enough to kind of let mm-hmm. a little smoke come through so we're still so, suffocating ourselves. Just so you know, it's not hatch. It's just the stairs, like the the steps oh, it's are the open. roof. Like, yeah, the steps just raise up to seal it and then they lower to like oh, make it able to, for you to walk down. It's not like a hatch with a ladder okay. at all. So we'd probably just leave it so the stairs are down. Just leave we'll it build open. a fire down in the base. Yeah. Okay. Um, does anyone have an extra shirt? Yes. What? Pinky does. Why do you need an extra shirt? I appreciate the gesture, Pinky, but I don't think I'll fit in yours. Uh, Adelaide's gonna kind of sift through her uh, the bag on Pablo's back, and she's going to present um she's like oh this would look wonderful on you and it's kind of like it's definitely like a woman's shirt it's like a blouse (laughs) it's like a frilly blouse it's like a navy blue with like silver moon embroidery on it um just like a like just a simple ruffle along the neckline it's Um, kind of a little bit lower (laughs) (laughs) it has buttons and like three quarter length sleeves um with the with the silver silk trim, Ren. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at you. With just kind of mild questioning. No, you don't. No, I'm, I'm okay. Can I ask why you don't have a shirt or an extra one? Don't own one. I guess that's fair. Is, is Baron still bleeding? Um, not too bad. He has the ability to kind of rub some dirt in it and <laughs> overcome <laughs> his his, his shirt is soaked with blood, though. Yeah, it's it's not it's torn in the center and stuff like that. If you want, take some red from some of these skeletons. They've got some good shirts. Um, probably have something, right? Maybe a little bit mothy, but better than you could. Uh, you could definitely do an investigation okay. check. I will. I'll grab. Um, I'll grab your shirt for me. She goes to grab it. She's gonna kind of like go like this away, and she's going to be like, "Now you really should wash up before you put this on." It's. I'm gonna take off my shirt. And you guys will see he's got kind of like a hairy chest. Not like super hairy, like dad bod hairy, but more just like like the patch, right? The here. patch kind of like the, right there. On the on the pecs. Yeah. Um I would also say that you would notice as he's putting on the shirt, uh, you might draw more attention to the little like brand on his arm. What does it look like? Um Describe it. Basically it's like almost looks like a fork so like you have like it's a fork no so like you have a, a single line <laughs> with like two uh branching uh like two branches coming off of that and then off of that main line as well you have what essentially looks like an inverted triangle with other branches sticking off it's kind of hard to describe directly and where is this it's on his forearm Ooh. would Elia uh, recognize it yeah <laughs> Um, Aliyah, I would, uh, I, I think you 
and Moss and maybe Pinky are the ones that could recognize it. Um, I'm gonna roll something. Yeah. yeah, roll a history check. It will be a pretty high DC though. While they're doing that, I'll put the shirt on. Oh, okay. oh I'm sorry. Hold on real quick. He's not cleaning himself off no. before he puts the shirt put on. Put the shirt on. Going to stop him from putting the shirt on. There's instructions <laughs> you have to follow for washing silk. You can't just put it on on top of your bloody torso. It's on, and I'm gonna look at the ruffles, and I'm gonna rip the rustles. <laughs> okay, she's pulling out the spells. <laughs> she's got wet spells on left. I'll just rip the ruffles off. And then just say, oh, this is better. Thanks. Okay, uh, Thanks, Adelaide. She's going to cast Fairy <laughs> Fire. I don't remember what that one does. Hold on, give me a second. And it make him glow. He just glows now, yeah. <laughs> okay, no, 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 I don't want to make him glow. I want to destroy him. <laughs> She's going to cast... Uh, I'm going to cast... Your constitution is probably really high. I'm trying to like use a spell that would just decimate you. Why kill my character? That's what you have more hit points left. Um, PVP, she's, she's gonna cast uh, she's casting sacred flame. Do that, it's too low. Dexterity saving throw. That one. I'm not actually going to be happy if I end up destroying you. Uh, I hope you know that you're just destroying your own shirt even more now. Wait, no, well, I'll, I'll describe it. Yeah. No, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Sacred flame's just going to rogue out you. It's radiant damage. It's not like flames. Uh, four points of damage. Okay. All right. Bye. So this is what happens. As you kind of like have turned away from Adelaide, it's and for the viewers uh, out there who are listening to the podcast and don't really see Tori's face, like Tori herself was very upset. <laughs> um, Adelaide, everyone else sees this. She is like bright red. The fury of the divine in her. Um, you kind of rip off the sleeves, uh, not really like looking at her, Baron. And just getting rid of the frilly, the yeah, frilly, the frilly frills. But she is like yelling at you as as he's doing this. She's kind of like like trying to physically stop him from wrecking. You. She's so kind to lend it to you. You feel this <laughs> like intense burning, but it's not like a heat nor acid feeling. It's like. Almost like it, it kind of comes from within and then like radiates out and it hurts and you pass out. I don't pass out. Do you know like how many judgments of time? I'm fine. Three hit points? Yeah, okay. I rolled I'm, four. I had more than that. Okay. Oh. I already minus it. All right. So you don't pass out. My bad. That's seven. Hey. Yeah. Right here. Okay. Now I know. Um. You don't pass out, but it hurts. Adelaide, with this radiant damage, you do cleanse a lot of the grime and dirt oh, off of them as it burns. <laughs> the, the, using this radiant damage, it is able to cleanse 
probably since, but more so just the grime and dust off her. <laughs> um, yes. While this is happening, um, Moss just wants to like walk up right next to Adelaide and like put his hand on her knee because I can't reach her shoulder. Yeah, and just be like, "Hey there, we shouldn't be killing each other just yet." Just yet. Uh, <laughs> uh, Adelaide's gonna turn to Moss, and she she it's kind of like being like she kind of settles and calms down and. She looks at you and like she is looking kind of guilty. Like she's like, I, I apologize. I know I shouldn't be so materialistic. I, I, I apologize. I don't know what came over me. I'll just go make start making the fire. Bring that together. Nice. You see, Kira go. Okay, okay. Uh, so who's uh, taking first watch? Actually, <clears throat> before we all take watch, I, I have an announcement for everybody. As a, wise, as a wise old man, I've been thinking long and hard about our situation. And I've come to a conclusion. Does anyone know where the fetch we are at? Opal. Opal? I mean, I have a guess. Pray tell. <laughs> we are in the town at Servitude, which you already know. Um, these tunnels. Because I didn't recall a lot, because we already made a check for that and I couldn't remember where to go. So, um, these tunnels, I'm assuming, were used in a great battle, as we see with the skeletons, and in many ancient times, due to the rust and wear that we see. So, and by what we've seen, it could have been with the gods, as my guild and Adelaide's god, and the god of Druth. Um, so just trying to piece it together as we're in the ruins of a great battle and we're striving to go towards a tower that may give us further indication of where exactly we are in that sense. So I know Sorry. that we reinstates everything that you already know, but, but the town name, we know the town name. Servitude. But like, where is servitude in the world? Hold on, I'm, I'm pulling up a map. Yeah, would we anybody? You guys do have like a map of, um, especially you, Adelaide. Because we may be able to use environmental cues to tell us kind of where we are. Sorry. I'm a. I'm a from. So you said we're, we're north, right? Because the north it was where the coast was. Like we traveled up and the ocean was north. And I'm pointing up. Yeah. Uh, you noticed that the you know that from where the 
like north is the ocean south are like mountain range um though they don't look look like they're super big mountains mm -hmm. um to the like you can't really tell how far it goes east and west but the biggest thing that was geograph geographically significant was the cliffs um leading down to the water most places as you know like usually have like some cliffs but nothing like to this state where it's literally like a 600 foot drop off to the ocean usually it's like if it's a seaside cliff it would be only like 100 feet 200 feet or it's a usually like either like a mangrove um swamp land right next to the ocean or like beaches and there's no like beaches or anything like that you don't see any here it, but it was like foresty yeah it was like like think of like forest that you would typically see in mountains where it's deciduous trees and conifer conifer trees nothing that you would expect like in like necessarily a tropical area they didn't really look like a, a, a tropical forest but the temperature almost feels um tropical yeah i remember it, it being pretty warm mm -hmm. so could we beat batova mm. as you know uh moss this does not look like batova to you no wait we're not not anywhere near batova I think we have we have mountains to the south, right? Mm. Those those it, remind me of the, the mountains in the Zahavik region, but I, I don't know if they're the same. Oh. I have the venture we're probably somewhere near the Proanoi. What? Oh here. It's it is. the only place I've seen cliffs, but they weren't as big as this. Viproanoi is known for having like seaside limestone cliffs with like many vineyards and stuff like that and usually more shorter shrubbier like wooded areas think of in like real life have greece um mediterranean oh that was a connection okay is anyone... Is this the only place with cliffs like this? Would Aliyah have an idea of where we're at? Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how much she would know about... Um, that's a good question, Aliyah. I want everyone else to jump into the Away from the Table as I talk with Aliyah. Um, and also, if you all either plug yours or leave. Uh, let's see. Sorry, give me a second. No worries. No worries. Okay. So, Alina, you know that the land around here is very akin to the islands around Oshom, as it is very similar. Though no one else knows what Oshto is. Oshto is where 
the lighthouse is contained and so you would assume that you're among the island group around here Oshto, right mm -hmm. okay. you know that as the, as where the lighthouse resides okay yeah cool so somewhere in that area all right you can share whatever you want but that's what you know okay uh, real, real, real quick, real quick, real quick, before everybody comes back, remind me the name of uh, um, the cook again. Um, Gerland. Gerland, okay. Cool. Thank you. All right. Okay. Um, would you be willing to jump into the way from the table to yeah. get people back? Yep, sure will. I'll, I'll send it to the living room chat as well. You guys are good. It's really hard to read lips. That's how it looks. Did you hear me? No. <laughs> I heard. I heard well, one test. Yeah. I heard one word, but I already know what that word is. Yeah. I did not hear the thing. I was trying to understand what McKay was telling me. Yeah, that was actually really hard. It's really hard to read lips. What did you say? Oh. Thank you guys for jumping out of the way for just a second, as Alaya knows some things that other people would have no idea. I messed up. <laughs> All right. Um. To be honest, I kind of think we're. Um. We can't see you, David. Oh no! Oh no! Push the wrong button. <laughs> <laughs> when I did that, but I did so. Um. I think um, we're actually kind of cl close to um, the islands of Oshta, somewhere in that region. Wait, the islands of what? Oshta. I... Oh. Are you saying there's? Do many of us really know that? Like we're on. An I island? would say. That the only one that has heard the name Oshto other than Alaya would be Ren. Aha! The word Oshto is synonymous with. You know, have Bermuda Triangle area where Super people go there, but they don't come back. Mm -hmm. It's known for very treacherous waters with. Living on the coast in Lena, you've heard of tales of these spiked islands that will devour ships with giant sea monsters living among them um, who are part of the land that will literally devour whole ships at a time, as well as um, many different types of sea creatures that are very rare and very lucrative to sell but um are usually not worth it because it's a fool's errand to try to go after them okay. very many tall tales have been told around campfires in your village about you know uncle uncle ray going out trying to fish 100 miles away close to the oshto isles and 
um, how he saw a mermaid and they, um, he almost died by being drowned. By yeah, that. his friend did but die, then, actually. Yeah, his friend died. He was lucky enough to be saved by a dolphin and brought back to land. Yeah. By the spirit. Some people say it was a sea turtle, but I mean, what can you do? (laughs) So as he says um, that word, I will kind of, I mean, because I wasn't really totally caring about like the conversation. I was like, yeah, I, I know it's warm here. I know nothing else. Whatever. But as he says a word that I'm actually familiar with, I'll actually kind of look at the map and and kind of familiarize myself with it and kind of like orient myself. Kind of finding where I'm from. And then from there kind of being like, okay, I know like those islands are to the south. Like I because I don't I get the impression, because I mean, when uh, Baron and Ren talked that one time, Ren didn't really know where, because I I got the image, like, he's seen, like, a hand-drawn map of, like, the three villages around his, like, and he's like, okay, yeah, like, whatever. Someone has to point out where Lena is. Yeah. And you're like, what's Lena at first? I'm like, like, and then then I see, like, yeah, then I see, like, little things, I'm like, okay, okay, and so I find, um, Bawuli, where I'm from, and then I can kind of uh, find those islands. Um, and so I'll, I'll find them and I'll be like, so that means we're somewhere in this archipelago, um, if that's the right word. Um, but how did we get here? If we are here, because in my experience, people either don't ever arrive here, or they never leave. And if we're here, I would like to leave. But we weren't here before, right? Like, we were in a, a cart, you guys were in like a outpost. I, I was in the city of Lethanor, which is more than five miles from here. Yeah, where where was that um, that outpost, the the vigil outpost that you guys were at before? Although, Lethmore outpost would have been probably a good fifteen hundred to two thousand miles away. Two thousand miles away. Um, on the map, it shows where Oshto is, but on our map, would it show like Oshto? It would say like the islands, uh, like around then. Okay. The Oshtonian Islands or something like that. Okay. The Isles of Oshto. Um, um, they'll they'll point out like the outpost that they were at, and then they'll be like, uh, "Yeah, that's uh, that's far away." Yeah. I've heard of tales that the vigils have many magical means of getting around. Are you saying that this is all... <clears throat> I guess, are you assuming that this is all just part of the vis- Vigil's test then, Baron? I'd imagine it would be. Well, I think it was supposed to be originally. But even still. I still believe it's part of the test. 
I guess, um, what's the names of the fetchers with us? Um, Lannister and Kira. I guess Moss would look over at Lannister and Kira and be like, Lanny and Kira, were you two... I, I have a short-term memory situation. Were you also unconscious and randomly teleported here? It seemed like you were doing a training before. How did you get here? Um, before we continue this conversation, just for those who are for um, Pinky, because she rolled fairly high on identifying bearings. I was going to say, I also, I rolled an 18 on that. Okay. Um, you, I don't know if you rolled high on that, um, Moss. 18. 18 as well. So you would all recognize this as, um, like you've seen it in passing. Um, you feel like you remember seeing, like, maybe one person like a long time ago that might have had this mark or something like like that akin to it pass through wherever you lived um they were known as witch hunters mm. with that mark oh okay um not much known about them they usually were someone hired to to kill something. Usually something hard to kill. Can I add one thing to that as well? Of course, you can. I would also say it from like certain regions, I don't know if Aliyah would necessarily know the region, but probably for Pinky and Moss, you'd recognize that it almost looks like several symbols of like just meaning kind of have that have been put together. Almost so, like you may have seen the symbols by themselves. Mm -hmm. Like other people wear symbols like that. Some of symbols of God. Some of symbols of like this means like truth, like the symbol of truth or or whatever. Right, kind of along those lines. But this almost looks like it's mm -hmm. like a few symbols kind of put together. Yeah. But back to your question. Um, Moss about like Lannister and them and Kira. Um, Lannister will say, um, I don't know if you remember Moss, but you and I were met at the same outpost um, as Pinky. Um, we went to bed that night and I woke up next to Kira and our, our, our group. The And we met with our evaluator then that's where i met and uh, at that time Kira's like yeah i uh i met um baron and adelaide and opal in fell south that's where we met up like that visual pop mm. where did the other in your, others in your group come from um <laughs> Cecilia, she was from uh, a little town close to the Rovine. I think uh, maybe Axport. Um, and Wake, he was from, um, I think, the southern half of Pokolosh somewhere. Said he 
ran away from the war. Um, and last one was Kess. Uh, Kess was from Zimbabwe, from I think she said Jon's Crag. Um, she, uh, she didn't talk very much, but that's all she said. Hmm. And correct me if I'm wrong. You you trained for a couple of days, right? We trained for a day, and then that night we were ambushed. And then during the next night is when you all found us, as we were being chased by the uh, the wolves. I would just... Can I make that it... Would put, of course, but just so you know, that would put them, like, 24 hours ahead of you guys. That's, that's what I was thinking. I was like, why are they 24 hours ahead of us if they are with us at the same time? Can I, like, incite this whole situation? Of course, yeah, do an insight check. Dope, dope. Come on, big money. Okay, um, that was actually pretty good. 22? They are telling the truth. Okay, so they're... They're not... They're being serious. Yeah, okay. this, is, this is what happened. They're being very open with how things are. Okay. Alright, is At this point, Moss is just going to sort of drop it then. But that timeline still doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. To, and right? Like, if, if there was a 24 hours, were we sleeping for 24 hours? I, we don't know. We just... I, I really didn't know that you started that far behind us. I guess I just realized that now. Uh, yeah, I, I thought you had uh, probably started about the same time as us. It's at that moment. Who's keeping watch? Is anyone? I think Alaya would kind of be paying attention to outside. Okay. Um, I don't know if she would be paying attention, attention, like 100%. Just more of, like, staring out into the distance. You would notice, Alaya, from down the tunnel walks up a figure. And this figure, as it comes closer, you can see the silhouette of a body that isn't quite proportioned correctly. The arms and legs look a little bit too skinny for the how thick set the torso is. And as it approaches, you can see a lot, some of the light from the fireflies and from the um, fire glance off it. And you can see bone and mushroom as it is standing there about 15 feet out of the circle around the fire. 15? Mm-hmm. That's close. <laughs> That's way close. Okay. Um, Alaya would like shoot up and start backing up and just, who, who are you? You see the, as it approaches, the skeleton holds up its hands like this um, in kind of a non-threatening way and saying nothing. It approaches the fire slowly. Can Moss use a scroll to say left? Yeah, 
you open up your scroll to say left, it doesn't move. Hoping you'd say it with right, but okay. I think he's going to ready an arrow. Okay. As you kind of get yourself ready, you see from inside it reaches into its pouch, still with one hand up, pulls out where you can see a scroll in its hand, and then it will toss it to whoever's close enough. He'll, he'll toss it to Adelaide. And with that, he turns around and walks away. Can I open this? He tossed it to you. and he, uh, Do you do anything as he walks away? You guys, this is like a legitimate scroll. Like, if you're listening and not walking, this is pretty neat. Whoa! Hey, Adelaide will read aloud. Dear would-be vigils, I must say I am quite intrigued by your persistence and skills. Thank you for dealing with the Gorgon. I'm glad that I won't have to dedicate resources to deal with that issue of mine. I can tell by your desire to help the stranger. You found that it is in in I always struggle with that word. In inevitable. inevitable. It's okay. <laughs> For you and I to cross paths. To keep unnecessary blood from being shed, I'd like to speak with you all face to face. You have nothing to fear from me. I promise your safety in this area around my tower, so long as you are not antagonistic towards me and my servants. I also promise the safe return of the other recruits if our conversation ends positively. Lastly, I assure you as the sun rises in the east that I will help you return to wherever you truly belong. To ensure your safety and the return of your friends, I require the conduit in your possession, as well as your ear. It would be best for you if I explain the vigils, um, explain the vigils of Yavna true, true character to you. I would ask that you bring the stranger as well. I will deal with the dead weight you've been unjustly, you've unjustly been asked to bear. I want to make it clear: do not trust the vigils. If you choose to side with those hypocrites, then you choose to revoke my generosity. It is a shame that your trials had to land. Trials had to land in the way of my goals. As I can tell, you are the type of people that the vigils like to use, but that is in the past now. Meet my servants where you finished off the mechanical monstrosity, the old bridge to Thorn's, to Thorn's Tower. When the first light touches the tips of the southern mountains, I'm inviting you into my home, and so I expect hospitality. We can discuss the conditions that I have presented, as well as come to a better understanding. If you are not here, I'm forced to assume you made the unwise decision to side with your imagined ideal of what the vigils are. An ideal that once cost me everything I loved. I await your arrival with great anticipation. Sincerely, Nigel Zolaire of John's Creek. Zolaire, right? Zolaire. Zolaire. Of Yon's Crag. Yon's Crag. Wait, what was his full name? Nigel Zolaire. Nigel. Of Yon's Crag. 
Is that the same name on the book? You reach into your bag real quick and you look at it. And the author of the book of Undead, How to Raise and Write, is Nigel of Yonscrag. Mm. How do you spell Yon's? Well, uh, J-O-N, like apostrophe S. Yon. John's Crag. Okay. Yeah. John's for people who've never been there. Yeah. But Yon's for people who've never been there. Yeah. <laughs> I will send the same thing in the resources um, section as well. So that way everyone can dissect it and read it if they would like to. Mm. It's small font, so it's kind of hard to read. But I like the the paper texture. What do you all think? Where is it at? Um, he wants us to. Meet. It's in the resources. Oh, sorry. I thought you were asking where is that he wants us to meet. Very interesting. All right. Um, I will be right back. Loki's begging me to go to the bathroom, so. You've <laughs> <laughs> all been there. Well, I, I don't see any harm in meeting with him. Do any of you feel otherwise? Yes, that would be unfortunate. Yeah, but then we wouldn't care. <laughs> Could I? Purple. Am I getting weird vibes from the letter? Um, would you like to do an insight check? Sure. Yeah. Go for it. I think you would like to insight oh, check as well. Of course. Uh, you. Two. <laughs> um, it, you know what you can assume. Perfect. Whatever natural you, 20. Whatever natural 20. Whoa. Yes. All right, Pinky. Um, you oh. can spot a trick. You, you are fairly able to tell when someone's trying to pull your leg. It's hard to tell all the way, but it feels like whoever this is is truly, like, genuinely interested in just talking um, with kind of words. Though they do seem, with a natural 20, I will say, they do seem to be trying to make it clear that joining the vigils is the wrong choice. That they, it seems like they have very much personal beef with the the vigils, and so it's hard to kind of know if what he's saying in that sense is re reality, or if it's just personal bias. Um, though, you do get the sense that he, if he really wanted to like kill you he would have just sent a hundred skeletons to come and find wherever you were at and murder you instead of sending a letter so 
it's hard to tell if he's got good intentions or not, but from the seams, sounds of it, he's not planning on just straight up killing you. You you know how to sniff out a trick like that. But it is very much kind of an ambush-ish. Mm, yes. I, I wouldn't say. Okay. Well, you suppose if we choose to side with the vigils, then he's going to revoke his generosity. This is maybe not as much a trap as as much of like a... Right. Ultimatum. Yeah, an ultimatum. Ultimatum. Yeah. I mean, do we have any reason to distrust him? I mean, he has tried to kill us. That's true. Yeah, he did try to kill us. You see Lannister at that moment said he he did take um our our friends and that's why we're here to try to get them back. Mm. Okay, I'll be honest. I find it a bit weird that if this person has a grief with the vigils, why did this person attack the vigils during a training situation if he's concerned about us bearing this cross? Well, he wants the the conduit, right? That's really his main... uh, What is the conduit? Yeah. Isn't it the ring? That the dude's wearing? Well, mm-hmm. yes, it's the ring, but what does what does conduit mean? It's a power source? Well, we it's know the that ring. the ring and the rod together could heal this dude that we've been carrying around. He's basically a corpse. So We know that, but what else could they do? I don't know. I'm just assuming that, I mean, everlasting life, healing is a pretty good deal. Um, that could be it. Everlasting life. Maybe he's trying to resurrect somebody? And that's a pretty noble cause. Uh, maybe. Doesn't sound quite right to me. Well, I think that if we choose not to meet with him and we then we may also have to accept that we won't be able to retrieve Kira and Lannister's comrades. And if we do choose to meet with him, we may receive more information, but should we still choose to side with the vigils, we may not make it out alive. And if we go in with the guy, we'll bring bringing exactly what he wants in there. And we're not sure what the consequences of that would be quite yet. Do we just not show up with the conduit until we know more information? I'm sure that would be a good idea. People who like to play tricks are, at least of this kind, aren't very happy when you do not follow the instructions. I I agree. I feel like if we don't show up, then we will be maybe in a, a worse situation than we are right now. I, I I, do, I guess, want to make it clear that I will not um, betray the vigils. Why? <laughs> um, because I can't. Like... You'll die, can't, or you have a boyfriend, can't. 
Uh, family relations, I guess you could say. Ah, so it's it's the boyfriend. She's just gonna like, uh, uh, sure, face. I will also not be be betraying the vigils. Not because of any relations in whatever Aliyah has, but. <laughs> Baron also has a boyfriend. <laughs> more of a girlfriend. I mean, that's true. So, more of people are just counting on me. That is um, very mysterious, but okay. So if we decide to go into this, we'll need to be prepared to go in for a fight. Yes. But it also gives us a good opportunity. We don't have any way to get across that that gap. Maybe that's something to keep in mind. Is he needs the conduit, but uh, you guys said that this guy needs the uh, the rod. So if he has the rod, he might be leading you right to where you guys need to be. That's true. Should we vote? I'm fine with sleeping on it. Should we sleep on it? Let's I just make sure we get up before the time thing said. Yes. <laughs> yeah, let's sleep. Agreed. Is there any way? Do, do you think that he knows? Sorry, was I cutting anyone off? No. <laughs> does Does he think? Do you think that he he's aware of? Who has the conduit? Inky, you like tricks. Perhaps you can come up with something. I'll think about it. I'll think of something. It's good enough for me. Well, I guess rest up. See you in the morning. Mm-hmm. Before before we go to bed, uh, Moss is going to walk off into the darkness about 5, 10, 15 feet and use his last spell before a rest to cast Snare. Oh. Can I whisper to Moss? Um, yeah, you can. Oh, Moss. Moss. Yeah. Um, did you still want to have that conversation by a good old campfire? Or no? Are you willing to talk? That's what I'm implying. Yes, I am curious. Okay. What are you hiding? Well, I, um, it's not the most welcoming environment to be on the other side of an ensnared spell. I was hoping, hoping, oh my goodness, hoping for a more friendly environment, if that makes sense. The old bonfire. We, we can go yeah. by the fire, yeah. All right, okay, here we go. Moss and I will take a quick watch. As you all kind of get settled down as they sit down by the fire, 
um, the kind of the eerie sound of the, the drone of the waves crashing, echoing through the cave system, still hits you, and the smell of dust and almost like a faint hint of mildew kind of hits your nose as you all drift off to sleep, except for Moss and Opal. So, what do you have to share? Well, um, I will share. I was curious of how your day is going. Good day, yeah, right? No, just a lot of questions and concerns about this entire situation. Wasn't, wasn't expecting this. Something just seems off. Well, I don't disagree with you. Um, there are still things that we don't know of that are kind of important things to know in order to, you know, sign a commitment to a guild. So, I agree with you. Um, remind me again why you join the vigils or are trying to. Like I said, I'll talk once you talk. And I'm ah, still yeah, waiting yeah. for you to talk. Okay, so remind me of your distinct concern with me just so I can answer your questions directly since we already have so much confusion going on. Back when we were in the tunnel, just seemed like there's some information you were hiding from us, something you're not sharing. Well, I will be honest, there are still things that I'm trying to learn that I just simply don't have the answers to, but I can give you what I know today, and I will promise you as things come to further light, I will share with you when I'm ready. If you can respect that. Does that kind of make sense? I'll respect it. That okay. makes sense. Um, I'm currently struggling with a bit of an identity crisis. As there's pressures from my guild, my chosen path to do certain things. As I'm sure you can imagine, as honor this, do that. There are certain things you make a contract to do as a paladin. Mm -hmm. um, but there's things that I want to do myself. As I want to be able to, you know, catch fireflies. And I need to practice that because I obviously did a very poor job only having Pinky to help. So there's certain things that I dream of accomplishing myself that kind of are difficult to balance the two, the two identities. So in relation to me being a little suspicious in the tunnels, there's things that resonate with me that relate to my oath that I'm still struggling with to accept. Does that kind of make sense? What do you mean by struggling to accept? You seem to be sort of well, a history wizard over here. Well, like I said, with the oath, um, as you can tell with the armor, my guild, my oath, whatever, has been here 
for many generations. So of course we learn these things where we are trained of history situations. And there's certain things where I am enabled to act in such ways. But like I said, there's things that I want to do myself that I'm still exploring of how to balance the two. So, and for right now of how I'm able to recall these things, I, I'm still trying to ex learn and kind of figure that out myself. So that's something I'll have to ask your faith in me to adventure with me to find out. I remember when I was about your age and went through this self-identity crisis thing. You'll yeah. make it through all right. <laughs> yeah, I hope that suffices with what's going on right now, because I know we still have a lot to learn about one another, and all secrets will not be spilled out on the first night. That's just weird. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, that is, that is a little weird. But no, thanks for thanks for comforting the, the hypotheses of an old, decrepit man. Yep. So, old man, why are you here? You ever heard of cardiac arrest? Might happen to me um, any day. Any day of the week. Might just drop down and be dead. What's the point of life if I ain't living, you know? Cool. So, you have... Okay. Um, what piqued your interest of living to the fullest in this way? Well, when you're close to death, each passing moment matters. So why not live to the fullest that I can live? Well, that makes sense. I'm just curious of why this. Why not, like, be an extreme, like, carnival little guy. <laughs> you, think, you think that's the, the highest form of life is being a carnival man? Well, each person's highest is different, so I'm just trying to understand yours. Of why did you pick this instead of little carnival man? Like, the vigils connected. They're all over the place. Like, if I'm gonna see the world, if I'm gonna experience life to the fullest, I feel like this is the group to do it with. Even though you knew it was dangerous and could Look, increase your chances of death. I could die by a sword in the back, or I could die because my kidneys give out. Like, death mm -hmm. is just, death is coming sooner or later, whether I like it or not. The choice is, do I use that time between now and death to relive? Right. So get, what you do get, get some of my life back, you know? So get some of your life back, so what do you do with your life in your youth? Sorry, what was that? What did you do with your life in your youth? Ah, man. That's a long story. So I was born the night of May 3rd to a loving, and like at this point, Moss is just starting to ramble on about just random stuff. Okay. When I was a, a young boy, I dreamed of opening my own cabbage patch, but one day, that dream did not come up. That's and then my third wife, <laughs> third wife, Betty, yeah, she was crazy. Don't go, mm -hmm. don't go for a third wife after you, the first two, feeling bad hell. Um, 
conversation path that generates into Moss telling seemingly tall tales of of life full of mystique and challenge, but yeah, I'll, I'll try my best to stay awake. It's, it's not working really well. Yeah, <laughs> it, it gets to the point where you're. Um, who's who do y'all wake up for the next watch since that wasn't decided? Mm. Um, since I'm not enough, um, maybe I'll interrupt Moss and be like, um, uh, that's I'm so thankful you shared all that with me. Um, it is getting late, maybe we can continue to get to know one another. Another campfire night. Um, yeah, for sure. Probably switch uh, lookouts. Uh, do you have anyone in mind? How many people are, are we with? You have the options of Baring, Adelaide, Ren, Aliyah, Pinky, Lannister, Kira, Pablo. And that's it. <laughs> and Fip. And right, Fip. I'm rolling two oh, D two D six. We should wake up, Pinky. And we should wake up the guy with the uh the hairy chest and the tattoo thing going on. Baron? Baron, yeah. Ugh. Okay. All you youngins all look the same to me, you know. Some of you got hairy chest, some of you anyways, let's go. I'm a light sleeper. I was hearing you starting to snore off, Opal. Oh. So, did you hear our conversation of no, no? And then that conversation happened like earlier at some point. Yeah. Fell asleep, and then when you started being, I just imagine yeah. right when you were kind of trying to wake up. Okay, I'll just be like, okay, I I know you're obsessed with me too. Um, identity crisis, yeah, hard times. Oh, what was me? Yeah, okay, uh, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sure we Ooh, can catch you up later. But um, would, you, would you like to uh, be the next lookout? Sure. Cool. All right. Uh, Moss uh, is just gonna kick Pinky. Be like, Pinky, wake up. <laughs> just gonna Pinky, you feel wake like up like a nudge <laughs> in your back. Like ah, it hurts. <laughs> Pinky's gonna kind of wave it off, and then she's gonna sit up and back like a little child, you know, rubbing her eyes. Is it morning yet? Pinky. You better keep watch, or we're all gonna die. Biggie's eyes go wide. Yes, sir! Alright, alright. She's gonna stand up, she's gonna move over to your sp- Move over, your spot's warm, as like Moss takes Biggie's spot. <laughs> These old bones need some warm ground. Alright. <clears throat> alright. As the, I imagine the fire is kind of flickering, I'll warm it up by ripping the rest of the bottom of the of the uh, blouse so it looks more like a shirt shirt you know now yeah it's still too form-fitting to be still a little too form-fitting and but a little bit too low cut but okay you do what you got to. you do what you got to, and i'll throw it in the fire and let it it's a click let it heat up. this is really soft you know <laughs> that was one of the best sleeps i've had in a while <laughs> Surprising how big of a difference bur- burlap and silk have in comfort level. <laughs> <clears throat> I 
is there anything that you guys would like to discuss? You don't have to, um, but if you do have things that you want to do during this time, you can. At the moment, I actually don't really have anything, so unless I'm he has. just curious if Pinky might have enough know-how to alter Baron's shirt to make it a little less feminine. Sure, yeah. Um, just, roll... just slightly, like, because, you know, women's shirts kind of have, like, the curve. Like, could she, like, do something to straighten it out just to make it a little less? Because she yeah. know he's uncomfortable, um, and she can, she's got some craftiness. <laughs> yeah. You you definitely are more of a like a, a artsy craftsy kind of girl. You make your own party ornaments all the time. Um, would you like to roll a sleight of hand for that? Yeah, let's do that. Um, and you that can have advantage a... on that. You can have advantage on that if you need or you want. Sure. Oh, nice. It's, it's kind of your thing. To uh... Artsy and craftsy. That is a 22. Yeah. So it's it's pro- quite interesting. Um, you use some of the, like, the sleeve material that he had ripped off earlier to kind of unstitch the sides and fill it in with kind of that, like, that lighter um, white fluff around the sleeves. Um, you were able to kind of take the... I imagine I probably gave her the shirt. Yeah, you took it. It's not on him. <laughs> but... You're able to kind of get a little bit more breadth in the, the side so it's not so tight around the chest. You're you shoring up the sleeves up to like mid-bicep um, and also expand those a little bit so they're not so tight. Um, and you take the collar and you're able to like take a button that you have of your own and sew it together so that way instead of it being so low you're able to put one collar up so it ties up the the top of it a little bit more um it looks actually quite good for a hand stitch job it, it it's still got a lot of the same elements that the shirt had and it looks um quite professional it looks basically like the the guy version of this shirt so it's surprising with fabulous if you look past the mangy beard and hair he almost and also like the the dirty like dirt um need uh what's the word for that uh not yeah yeah patched pants and stuff like that um if you just look at this section, he like he looks like a pretty stand-up guy. <laughs> pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. Yeah. Where'd you where'd you learn to get so good at this? Oh, well, I've always been good at like crafty things. It's kind of you kind of comes with the territory of tricks, and I also just like to make things. It makes me happy. Just well, don't pretty- tell. Thank you. Just don't tell. Uh. Adelaide, that I was the one who altered it because I don't want her to yell at me or cast a spell uh, on me. I'll tell her. I'll tell her I did it, and I'll give her a wink. <laughs> did you? Did you have a chance to think of uh, some sort of way we can avoid an ambush or? Honestly, this is a tricky one, and was it Baron that I told about my past, about the trick thing? Mm-hmm. And as, as you know, I'm not the best at tricks, so 
Uh, the best I can think of is that we probably shouldn't, like, bring the dead guy, like, all the way with us. We should hide him somewhere so that things go wrong. Like, we have a little bit of leverage, but, like, that that's all I can think of. Like, bring him within a... Out of, just put him out of sight. Hide him. I don't know if someone has a spell that could hide him, but I, something like that. Potentially. What bag? Oh. Potentially we could ask uh, Adelaide if she'd be willing to leave all of her stuff behind and we could put the guy in the bag. It's a brilliant idea. No one would ever know she would in there. Uh, well, yeah, I guess you're right, but we could tell her we'd come back for them. True. We could potentially put a a blanket or something over the guy and have someone else be the guy. It's as you guys are talking about this, you actually hear for a second there someone else talking. And you look over and at the guy that is on the ground, the one that you've been carrying, the one with the strange cat eye and the scar on one side of his face, as well as one hand that has been turned into a tentacle. He's whispering something softly as his eyes are kind of opened a little bit. I will go and listen. But like dazed. Yeah, yep. he's you very interesting. Interested. Stop, and you kind of walk over and you kind of lean down close to his his mouth. He He's just whispering softly to protect those who can't protect themselves. To protect those who can't protect themselves. To protect those who can't protect themselves. And he repeats it, does this for about a minute, and then just goes still again. I would almost say, Pinky, that you would maybe notice... Because you have pretty good perception, right? No? Maybe not. I have a... A nine for my passive perception. I mean, how close are you? We're pretty close. Uh, You might briefly notice Baron stiffen slightly at that. Okay. Isn't isn't that... Because we've heard that before. That's like the visuals thing, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, Basically, it's not awake. I'm just wondering. Yeah. As you had been talking with the guy... um, whether it had been mentioned like during gameplay or not, when you guys had talked with the people at the Vigil's Outposts, they had talked kind of basically giving a rundown of Vigil's. Uh, their main thing is protecting those who don't have the means to protect themselves in situations that they can't. That's kind of their, their thing. And, and he's this man, whoever he is, and from what you can tell, he is a Vigil. Um, because of the emblem that he wears around his neck, he is a vigil. Yeah, you. Since I noticed that you uh, stiffened for a minute, you would know. You would note that Pinky kind of got somber for a minute, um, and then, like as a conscious choice, she smiled and said, "What? That's a vigil for you." So it is. You happen, do you happen to have a strong drink? Piggy shakes her head. Bad. Mm, really use no. one of those right now. 
would have some drink. <laughs> All right. As you guys kind of continue your conversations throughout the night, um, mostly kind of after that stint, it's a little bit more quiet and morose. Um, who do you wake up for the next watch? I will wake up. I will do. Is David there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, you are? Oh, I can't yeah. see you. Uh, my thing just fed me in and out, so. I'll wake up, Aliyah. Um, Pinky will probably wake up. Uh, Ren. I forgot your name for a second. <laughs> just kind of pat him on the face. Do you want to take the next watch? <laughs> At first, I think Ren probably like thinks that you're just like being a nuisance. That's right. Ren is terrified of Pinky. <laughs> and then like, I'm like, like you like wake me up, and I'm like, oh no, like I'm kind of hard to get up, but I'll eventually get up. I'll kind of understand what's going on. <laughs> and I'll, I'll apologize, but that's all I'll do is a quick apology. I'll just wake up, shake Aliyah. <laughs> hey, time to get up. You're on watch. <laughs> Is she, like, laying right outside of Adelaide's tent? Uh, and so she'll, like, get up and... Alright, fine. <laughs> you shall go sit by the fire. Mm -hmm. Adelaide's tent smells like icy hot. <laughs> 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 it's very... <laughs> it's very fragrant. <laughs> Burns the knot a little bit. Um, okay. You, Alaya and Ren, you are both awake. You like, if you want to just pass the time or if there's anything that you'd like to do, you can do that as well. Hmm. I think after a while um like sitting like at that fire doing whatever we're doing um after a bit i'll say um Aliyah, you were one of the first people i met you were the first person i met on this whole escapade and i mean i just wanted to check are, are you doing okay um this has been um, a lot harder than I thought it was going to be, if that makes any... I don't know if that makes any sense, but... It's, it's a lot harder than I thought it would be. So... Um, it's just brought back some uh, old memories, I guess. So... How, how about you? How are... How are how are you doing with all of this? Um, I'm good. I, I, I mean, kind of like you, it's a lot more complicated than I was expecting. Like, I don't, I'm not even sure if the things are going according to plan. Um, yeah, is the nature of what we're doing here? But, um, the elder of my village actually often tells us of uh, actually when he would relate to our people's stories of uh, of this place 
of these islands, he would, apart from warning us of ever coming here and ever sailing away into these, uh, call it them, they call them the spirit waters, where wandering souls and monsters would uh, take people's lives. But he that voyager from the village who had come here somehow I, I don't know how they know this maybe it's just made up but in the mist and the fog when they couldn't see their hand in front of their face the only thing they could do was keep going and I mean it's maybe a little even cliche but we don't know what we're doing, but we know why we're here. You are here to make your parents proud, if I remember, or, I mean, to spite them, if I remember right. Both of them. A little bit of both, yeah. But I think as long as we have our course set, we know what we want to do here. And I think we'll get there. Hopefully we won't get eaten by monsters and have our souls ripped out of our bodies through our eyes, um, like the stories say. But I think I think we're on course. I have a question for you, Ren. Yeah. In I, I guess in in your opinion, um, what would what would you say to um, a potential vigil who can't seem to shake or has a hard time, I guess, shaking fear when in combat? Um, does this potential vigil have fear of fighting? Um, is it the fear of harming someone? I I think it's more of the fear of what could happen, if that makes sense. Fear of losing the battle? Yeah, an extent, yeah. Fear of death, fear of losing it all, I guess. Well, I think everyone has that feeling. I think you'd be dumb not to fear death. Because, um, I, I mean, I understand. I... I... I definitely don't want to die. I mean, that's that's what I'm saying, and I don't want others to die. That's I I want to make a special effort to preserve as many lives as I can. And that's even why I'm here, right? I just I want to help people. But this fear of what could happen will always be there. But this fear doesn't have to be at your detriment, excuse me, this potential vigil's detriment. 
That fear can be a drive, maybe. That can be the wind in your sails. Fear could be that push. I think fear, part of it, is not only stress and dread, but it could be, I mean, it's, it is a life preserver. And without it, we wouldn't be able to do anything, right? I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for being afraid. Um, I don't think, I'll, I'll gesture to the, the tent, the little sleeping bags. I'll say, I, I, mean, I don't know any from everyone's story, but I think fear is what drives people. And I know that sometimes it can maybe be like debilitating, but I think learning to use it to your advantage. I don't know. I don't even know what I'm saying. I, I'm just kind of no. I, here. I feel like this potential vigil would feel a lot better knowing that it's okay. I guess. So oh, I, I, I would hope that that potential vigil would would feel better knowing that, and I feel bad that I I can't offer them more offer them relief but I do hope that they can find it well if I uh, happen to meet such a potential vigil I will uh, let them know your words I'm, I'm glad that you found them potentially helpful I um, I'm just going by the the breeze of my sails, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. As you kind of settle back a little bit in the, the moment kind of seems to leave a little bit when you kind of feel the around <clears throat> the necklace, the totem of Bacha, the mother of the sea and the bringer of living waters her her little totem around your necklace just seems to faintly burn not burn that's not the right word faintly it seems faintly warm as compared to the others and it's a, a soothing feeling almost as if you've been In the midday sun, you're able to cool off in refreshing coastal waters. And as your all your watches come to a close, we're going to go to break for just a little bit. Do we all get a long rest? You all gain a long rest. No one Ooh. asked if you do perception checks. That's okay because nothing happened. But also, I should have asked you guys as well. But Wait. <laughs> I'm glad nothing happened. So, you all arise, and we will get back to your morning discussion here soon. Um, let's make it only like 
five minute break, like really quick. I just, I think if anyone needs to use the restroom or something like that, mm-hmm. but we won't keep going. We've got some stuff that we need to get done. Okay. All right. We will see you all back in see a couple minutes. Bye. Man. That's a man of power right there, drinking the OJ straight from the jug. Hey, we got some Tropicana OJ, squeezed fresh from probably some other country. I have a, a friend who used to drink from those, The just the, I can only think of the word in Spanish, um, the carton, that's in English. Um, um he, he, anyway, he used to drink out of them all the time, and his wife hated it, absolutely hated it, and thought it was the most disgusting thing in the world. And so she ended up putting wasabi on wow. all of the the, the, the the lids, basically, on all of the threads. And so he walked up, and he grabbed the OJ, and didn't even notice the wasabi, and Got OJ with a whole bunch of wasabi. I, I was going to say, that seems a little passive-aggressive, but then I just realized, that's just aggressive. <laughs> yeah, it was so funny. All right, viewers, <laughs> leave, leave a comment below. Is it okay to drink out of a carton, or is it not okay? It depends. Okay, that doesn't... I like it. That that doesn't mean anything anymore, especially when you get married or you have a girlfriend. Yeah, you can't buy anything for yourself. Yeah, I was gonna say because, yeah, hey, I'm like, going to McDonald's. Even your clothes aren't really for yourself anymore. Yeah. Here's the thing. This is the one day I'm not wearing Chase's clothes. Yeah, that's surprising. <laughs> um, here's the thing. <laughs> when I say to Faith, like, "Hey, I'm going to buy myself this." She either A, wants her own, which is great, yeah. or B, she's like, okay, I just want a few sips of it. But she already knows, and she has the idea in mind that this is for me, so I'm going to drink out of it like this. Now, if it's something that we get, like, this is our juice, then I think it's not quite as good, because this is something that's supposed to be shared among each other, as well as it could be communal if people come over to your house. That's why I think if it's something specific like mine, it really does mean our, but it's less like... See, what mine is 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 Tory. Usually more Tories than mine, generally. (laughs) Oh, that's so cool. I know, isn't it? I wish I had one. I'll probably get one. That's not an announcement. That's just... You guys are... Oh, wow. You guys should know. I, I just want a pregnancy pillow because they look super comfortable. A what pillow? That's my excuse. Anyways, we should get started playing D and D again. Yeah. Um, Let's jump back into this. Okay. So with that, you guys have about an hour or so um, in game time before. Um. This, like he said, the sun rises and the tips of the southern mountains are lit, are lit oh, with light. I, I don't know if I could have done. I'm so sorry. I'm retconning something. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know if I could have done this during my break, but could I have bent 
her shield kind of back into place. Um, I don't know how how quiet that would be, but maybe I could maybe I could stick it in the fire, heat it up, and then try to work try it. to work it. Yeah, um, it just destroys the grace. Um, uh, I could. I don't know. I don't know if you would be able to, but if D and D rules allow it, if rule cool, let's do it. Yeah, I've just been learning a whole bunch about sheet metal, so you know some things. I do. Yeah. So, so, well, let's have him roll a little bit of a check to see how okay. well you do. Sorry, that's uh, uh, that, not that I was thinking about that. That's something that I would have done yeah, instead definitely. of saying thank you for the shirt. This is my thank you for the shirt, and I'll just won't mention it. What do I? What am I rolling? What am I doing here? It's probably something along intelligence. Just um, an intelligence check. Yeah, I'd have it. The shield might be in the bag. Uh, I could have asked Pablo. Pablo would have handed it over. He's intimidated by Baron. <laughs> Pablo, you traitor. <laughs> Even I though Pablo have, is like, I would have told Pablo if you say anything. Get ya. Yeah. Seventeen plus just intelligence. Just intelligence. Eighteen. Eighteen. Okay. With an eighteen, you are able to effectually heat up, use heat up the metal, using kind of just time to kind of slowly like work it out. So um, two hours over the kind of two hours, and you're able to get. It's not. You can definitely tell this has been bent previously, but you're able to get it heated, bent back, and then like you retreat the. The you retemper the steel, um, you use like so that way it's at least hardened again, um, with kind of a little bit of the water that you have. It's not perfect, but it will do for yeah. another something. Yeah, it's definitely it's back to usable yeah. for sure, and it doesn't even like the the filigree and the stuff like that, like the inlays, are still mostly intact. Like with an eighteen, you do a, a adequate job of. You can tell that it's been kind of scorched, and like the center of it is now like kind of darkened from being in the fire, um, so much. Um, but it, it's definitely a workable shield again. Thank you for that. Okay, you all wake up, uh, Adelaide, as you kind of come out of the tent that you've set up in the cave again. Um, mind you, this cave is like tiny. That's like only like feet in diameter so it's a it's the mini tent that you have in the backpack for, oh sorry. yeah the, the smaller size in case the big one you know it's a little dirty and or maybe needs a little repair you have another tent um you see the shield outside your your door, tent door and as you all kind of stir and come up towards the fire um lannister and kira who've been sleeping close by also join you. You see Kira seems fairly rested, but Lannister seems to be a little bit more um, tired and a little more troubled. Like, he didn't seem to get a good sleep last night. Hello? Uh, Afana? She's just gonna pick up the shield and kind of look at him like... Oh, uh, and he, he'll, like, look towards Baron and, like, kind of, like, 
to see like if he would literally get stabbed if he said anything. Um, yeah. And just so passive like, perception. Um, do we need to see this interaction going on? And Pablo staring at Baron. Pablo okay. is not the most sneaky of people. Um, he is rather charming. And I like actually it. don't know if I would have looked at Pablo during that. Okay. He 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 definitely he looks at Baron. He looks at Baron and looks at you and says. He just shrugs. He just does the, the classic Pablo, like, uh. Well, Adelaide knows Pablo, so she's going to say, Baron! Kind of march over with the shield in two hands. What? That's my shield! No. Well, this is excellent! He doesn't believe you. Do, do I need a roll for that? Do an insight check. Okay. <laughs> Would you like to roll a deception check? Sure. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah, do it. <laughs> okay. What'd you get? I got a 16. Yeah, it would be nice. um, um, you can tell that he's he's trying to be stone-faced. Um, and he's not, like, really smiling about it. But, like, you kind of see, like, kind of glint in his eyes. Like, almost like, kind of... Yeah, like, kind of side glance that when, like, someone's lying. And, like, a little bit of a smug look in his eye. Well, whoever did it... Yeah. An excellent job. I didn't know that this could be salvaged. I'm quite pleased with it. She's also probably going to notice at this point that the shirt is <laughs> a little, little changed. And Holly's going to like just kind of raise her eyebrows and be like, Well, I never took you as a man that knew how to tailor. This is quite impressive. I'm a man of many talents. It's you so well. I might have <laughs> you come pick some of my clothes if I ever need it. I, I just like the idea of like last night during the campfire scene with Pinky and Baron. Pinky was like stitching the shirt while Baron's just like bare chested working on the shield and stuff like that. I just that that interaction in my mind just seems like a really quaint thing. Um anyways. Pinky's not very good at keeping secrets, so when she hears the compliment about the shirt, she's gonna smile to herself. Not that anyone really noticed, but just so you know. She's like, yes. So what's the plan? At that See, point, beard so that it would kind of match the shirt better, so it does suit you. Now that would be a good plan. But also, we could start with a new pair of trousers. Alia walks. Alia walks up and just kind of like, um, can you guys get off my uh, sleeping mat? You guys are like standing on top of it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll move on. She just rolled Probably it up. Still talking about your glow up. So are we bringing the guy then? Um, the note said that if we didn't bring the guy, it kind of made it sound like there would uh, there'd be consequences. And as you see Lannister, like, kind of looks nervously at him and stuff like that. And then takes a big sigh. I mean, if we went there and we didn't have the guy that he specifically asked for, I, I just, I'm worried that he might Did not he say... I want to say, didn't he say in the note that if we didn't bring him, he would consider that us siding with the vigils? I or was it just a, us not showing up at all? 
Yeah, I think he said if we didn't show up, he would take that as... But he did say that he wanted us to bring the conduit as well as your... your well as the stranger. Uh, he says, I would ask that you bring the stranger as well. Do you think he knows how many there are? Mm. He said would. Would ask, so he didn't... He did not ask. Oh... Grammar. Because potentially Pinky could <laughs> disappear if we needed her to. I'm pretty good at that. Not a bad idea. I I assume if he knew that the Gorgon is dead, that he knows who killed the Gorgon. Mm. You're probably right. Um, all I'm saying is, and we see Kira kind of, um, stands up a little bit, and you see his really long arms just kind of stretch as he, he's getting up, um, and rolling up his, his sleeping mat. Uh, all I'm saying is, I think if we decide to be against him, then, uh, that tower will be uh, really, really tricky uh, to get in. So maybe it's, I don't know. I just think that we, we said last night, if we at least don't go partially with what he's doing, we'll never see um, Lannister and I's, my, my people uh, again. I mean, we, we could... Oh, I mean, basically, I I guess the way that I want to word it is it's just like, we could act like we're giving him the offering and then go at him there, if that makes sense. Like, basically be like, oh, here's the present and then cut him down. It'll be good to hear what he has to say. Of course, yeah. But I'm, I'm just saying, like... Because I, I, I agree, I think if we don't use this, it would be very hard to get inside the tower. And so, mm -hmm. I feel like we should use the easy option to get in. And then kind of just make our decisions from there. Pablo, do you have any fighting experience? Um, you look at Pablo with his rippling pectorals and he, uh, his adventure gears, no shirt, and just the, the pants <clears throat> with a little, little cap. Um, he looks at you and... Uh, um... It's not really part of my culture to um, train the second son for combat. It's more of his job to, you know, serve. And so I, 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 I don't know. That's not really my forte. How old are you again? He looks on down. Uh, 
I am uh cat counts on his fingers. Uh eighteen. Okay. Might be best that you stay here if we get into trouble. Maybe uh, uh, not to be a downer, but didn't we see several skeletons here? If he's not a fighter, wouldn't it be more trouble if he didn't have anyone to fight for him? Apo's mm. done well staying by our side, and it's not like he's helpless or unintelligent. Pablo is well run. And he can run. And don't you hold the record in our palace for the longest time able to go over your head. He, he kind of blushes at that. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's like a man without talents. He should come with us. He knows when to stay out of danger. All right. Plus, if we do decide to take the stranger, we'll need Pablo's help to carry him. Just hate to see you get stabbed, is all. His face kind of goes a little light. He's like, ooh. And then he kind of like, like, kind of pumps himself up, like. Yeah. <laughs> and Wade's uh, gonna kind of like take his forearm, like, like pat, pat his forearm and be like, Pablo, oh, you know, I would never do harm come to you. You're going to be just fine. <laughs> well, if we're doing this. I'll stand up. Go. Let's go. Agreed. As you all kind of make your way out of the um, area, I'm assuming everyone's following. Um, you make your way up the staircase, and as you can't come out, you notice that the smell of fresh dew is in the air. And while it's still too early for the sun to be out, you can definitely see the light starting to almost crest the horizons. It's kind of that perfect moment before any light shines. You almost get kind of the feel like there's anticipation in the air as you all walk. You don't know if that's nature itself with like the birds chirping, starting to wake up and Things that were asleep during the night are getting ready about for what they're going to do about the day, or if the anticipation lies within each and every one of your hearts as you're getting ready for something that may be very dangerous but very lucrative. You walk past these same buildings that you've passed a couple times now, taking a couple looks around and noticing it's all quiet. You all approach where you had the battle with the Gorgon uh, last night. Um, Pinky would like to stealth. Of course. Roll a stealth check. Well, that's an 11, so it's it's fine. <laughs> Not feeling stealthy this morning. <laughs> As you get to the 
spot where you defeat him, you can see where the stone foundations of the Brahmins still stand. Um, the broken bridge still leaning there. And you sit and wait. You're about, you'd assume, 20, 30 minutes, a little early. After a bit of time, you notice kind of from the other side where you're standing, to describe it a little bit better, Thorn's Tower is, well, it has a central tower in the middle with kind of a square base that turns around um, a couple of stories up. It also is surrounded by a decrepit and kind of um, broken down wall. Though the part right across from you is still standing. Um, many of the black stones, um, you can tell, don't look like they're from the same rock as the pillar it's made of or any of the other rocks in this area. Something is definitely moved these rocks here, almost implanted them. The kind of the quiet is disrupted at first as you see um, from the other side where the bridge connects on that side, a group of skeletons is forming as they come down. First it's 10 and then 20. Looks like, as of right now, about 25 skeletons across the way. Can I ready my hope Yeah. Push that up. As you hear from across the way some command that is a little bit lost in the wind and the crashing of the waves below, you see the skeletons um, start from where they were at starts climbing up, um, kind of going what looks to be up some towers. As you can see, kind of passing in the arrow slits of the wall and two um, battlements on the other side. You get to the top and you can see what looks to be ballistas on that side as well. As one that you can tell looks like it is made of mushrooms, kind of gets up there. He opens up a scroll and he says, um, basically says, uh, please stand back. Um, and as you guys kind of take a couple of steps back, you see, it's hard to tell from this distance, they're loading the two ballistas on the other side, cranking them up. And then you see across the two ballistas fire with heavy chains connected to them as they go and hit the other side, locking into to place. And these heavy set chains kind of hold the way as they kind of get cranked back and tighten up as the, the giant hook enters into the stone close to you. You notice that kind of on the lower side, by where this bridge used to be, there's been many spots on it that have been hit, uh, previously not seen, where it looks like these have been attached. Mm. When they were shot, 
you do realize that two skeletons were riding the bolts. As they land, the skeletons hope, hang on for dear life, and then they reach over the two shots landing about um, seven feet apart, and the skeletons start locking their legs together. And as you see, more skeletons start crawling down the chains, and each one of them kind of starts making the next rung in the bridge as they interlock their bones. And eventually you see what would have been hidden behind the wall, but more than a hundred skeletons are used, all interlocking with their skulls facing outwards and their, their bones making the bottom of the bridge for you to cross. The bridge is there. What would you like to do? I That's one way to make a bridge. <laughs> You see on the other side, the one that had opened up the sand back on scroll have beckoned you to follow. There's no turning back after this. And I'll take a step forward. Okay. You land on the, the bones, they softly, not softly, they're they're, as you can feel, like the way that they've been interlocked, they have a good strength to them. Um, and it feels like a normal suspension bridge. Hmm. Um, it's, it doesn't seem like it's unstable in any way. And as you start making your way across, each one of the skulls turns and like looks at you as it's walking, as it kind of rotates all the way around since they're facing kind of downward. And they all just stare at you. I definitely step on a few of their heads. They kind of push down, kind of comes back up. Uh, it's just a soft blue glow in each one of their eyes, at least where their eyes would have been. Is there anything else that you guys would like to do as you're crossing the bone bridge? I would like to leave Philip on the other side of the bridge. Time up. Just, I don't want to bring Philip into this. He's too valuable to die. You take a little bike and you kind of nail down and you tie a rope to it. He starts kind of just softly, like, kind of gnawing on the rope, not even like putting it in tension, but just sits there and just gnaws on it a little bit. Doesn't seem like he's trying to break out and just like, this looks tasty. I'll eat that. I'll, so. I'll chew on it. Would Pablo prefer to stay with Philip or go into the tower? He seems pretty spooked, but his job is to stick by you and carry your stuff. Okay. And so he's going to stay with you. As you get across to the other side, you see that the uh, a skeleton made of the mushroom and bone mixture uh, is there to greet you. He um, opens up a scroll and says, um, Welcome. I've been very much looking forward to meeting you and uh well right this way please follow my servant um as the 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 lips that have been formed on this scroll kind of close and vanish the skeleton just immediately turns and starts walking down since you guys are now on top of the ballista and the wall on the other side since this kind of 
bridge connects down to the ground, but kind of swings up towards the top of those ballistas. He shows you down the stairs and into kind of this inner courtyard. As we leave, does the bridge stay in place? As you leave, the skeletons one by one start um, with the farthest one working their way back, making their bridge disappear and kind of following. As we're going as we're going through, I might try and fall back by like the guy who's he's still tied up with the rope, right? Which one? The guy that you guys are carrying? Unconscious guy, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to pull's rope is still on. Okay, I'm gonna loosen that rope. So I wanna make it look like it's still tied, but I'm actually gonna loosen it just in case okay. he might need in case we can bring him back and he needs to fight so he can get up real quick and get ready. Awesome. Okay. As you can, I'll let you do that. Um, the skeletons don't seem to care what you're doing. Um, they are mindless. They lost them a long time ago. Um, as you go into this inner courtyard, you see in front of you two large black wooden um, with banded iron doors. Um, these are over 20 feet tall. Massive. Um, and as he approaches them, you see him kind of like wave his hand as you hear this loud knock echo throughout. And the doors, as two of the just simple skeletons kind of come up, and then three, and then four, five of them, on both doors, finally are able to push them open. Opening the way as you enter into what looks to be kind of a grand entrance to a place that is very dark and very dismal. As you enter in, that temperature change that you felt in the church happens again as it drops. The skeletons go back and they push the doors closed, bathing the whole entire area in darkness. Would anyone like to light a torch or do any light? I can um, cast the cantrip light on, like, is there like a pillar or? Yeah, uh, you kind of, you're able to see in the dark fairly easily, which you're kind of good. It's one of the things that you're very good at. And you see that around you and you kind of cast light on a pillar that's not too far away, lying it for everyone else as I describe it. Um, pillar set up with a kind of a balcony set up above as you see some bottom doors leading off um, into other places. Have this big staircase heading up. You notice that the steps are larger than what they would be for a normal person. They're almost set like you're having to step like two feet at a time or two steps at a time almost um for you moss it's kind of like a little like uh, uh, to get up every single one it's it's a little bit big for you for just stepping up but you see also 
around the bottom, kind of underneath the top balcony that runs around this grand entrance area. You see old suits of armor, each of them um, very cankered with rust, but they are of the same style and design, if not more ornate than the ones that you saw in the um, in the tunnels below for the roof. These ones seem um, almost to be of higher status, from what you can tell. As you look around, there's not very much light, like signs of life. A lot of dust covering everything. Um, and this simple kind of five strand skeleton footprints um, where they have removed the dust. As you can see that they seem to be very busy in this area. Um, and above you, like on the the wall just ahead, you see two doors to the sides, but right at that top, the same symbol of a chair made of iron chain um, with a whip and a scepter kind of intertwined around it. Mm. Um, as you follow this skeleton, he brings you to one of those side doors, and as you go into there, he turns abruptly to the right, just right behind where that wall would have been with the big motif of the roof. And you enter in there, and it has a stairway leading up. The doors here seem larger than most normal people would need, um, or at least the archways. And as you head upstairs, you get to kind of a landing. And as you kind of turn around and you look, you can see what seems to be an ancient throne room, very into the church, but um, in some ways more ostentatious, but more decrepit as it looks like it's been plundered and picked of anything that used to be a value where you can see that there used to be inlays on the church, on, on the um, benches and chairs and used to be inlays on the walls and motifs. They've been scavenged and ruined and torn down. The skeleton moves on as you kind of turn around going a different direction and into another room. You can see at this point you can look out onto what looks to be um, an outside um, wall of the square base of the tower almost like battlements up top um, where you could have defended not only the wall on the outside but this tower itself could have become the fortress if the outside wall were to fall and from the looks of it it once had it's, there's different positions and places where you can see marks from what would be weapons and the occasional pile of armor and rusted. But you don't see any bodies. In some ways that makes you even more concerned. He leads you into a smaller door to the side, which leads up. This one's normal size. And it enters into a small room with a spiral staircase that heads up and up. As you look up, it, it's hard to tell where it ends. Um, you can see just 
some of the spots where it has a, a place that I can um, let you off at a different floor and stuff like that. Is there anything that you guys would like to do, or are you just following? Um, I think he's going to try and stealth again. Okay. going to look for places to hide, things like that. Alright, so you're going to be kind of removing yourself from the party and trying to kind of hide one of these side passages. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to follow with them, but I'm going to try and do it to where as soon as... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. Well, forget that. <laughs> That's an eight. Okay. Sounds good. Um, <sighs> there's weapons all littered around the ground. Yeah. Um, is there any sort of bludgeoning one-handed weapon of some sort? Um, you look around and you can see kind of leaning up by the wall where you've been, what looks to be a warhammer. Um, it's old and somewhat awkward with rust, but it still seems to be useful. Warhammer's too heavy. Um, I was thinking this one just a smaller, just a one-handed. I think of like a battle axe, not like a, a two-handed axe. More of like a battle axe or like a long sword size. I will probably pick that up. Okay. Just have it in my hands as we're going. The, the skeleton like looks back and sees you pick it up and doesn't say anything and just turns and keeps walking to The skeleton's like, yeah, I can respect that. <laughs> Out of curiosity, Moss would like to use left on the skeleton to see how it reacts. Use left. Yep. As you open up left, you notice that some of the other just like minor skeletons that are kind of somewhat milling about, they all shift. The one that is fo- you are following does not. Okay, that's good to know, actually. As he kind of looks back at you and he, after you give the command, looks back at you and it's hard to tell. It's, don't know what he's trying to get at, but doesn't seem to be a very approving look. Hmm. It's fair. May I do a perception check for any um, exit? Exits. Yeah. Um, make a perception check. It's you today. Um... It is a six. Um, because you asked, I will give you this. You notice that whatever magic that they, like, whatever this mage cap skeleton need to do to get inside, um, was through a spell, assumingly probably the knock spell. Um, from your knowledge of have, having dealt with a little bit of the arcane, you know that usually that means that to enter in a place with a knock spell it's either locked normally or it's has an arcane lock on it and knock only it doesn't dispel an arcane lock it can only dampen it for a few short minutes and then it'll um relock itself arcanely 
Um, though you do notice, like, once you're on this level with the throne room, um, if you keep going, going straight, you, you can see, like, the outside wall perimeter of the square base of this tower. Um, like, in a sense, like, the, the tower is kind of built on a foundation that looks almost more fort-like, and then it goes up into the tower itself. And you can tell that this staircase looks like it goes up. Hmm. You all continue up. As you go up, um, you pass a couple of little floors, but one in particular stands out to you as you all pass. And the door is just wide open. You can see what looks to be a research lab inside. Hmm. And with a quick glance, I think, who, Ren, I'm pretty sure you have the highest passive perception. I do have a pretty high passive perception. Um, does anyone else have like 15 or above? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I actually do. Okay. Moss, you would also notice this as well. As you look in this research lab as you pass by, you can see what looks to be strapped into some sort of machine a smaller version of the bowl that you guys fought. As it looks like it has almost like a cage wrapped around it to where it cannot move. Almost like, you know how like cows actually have like the... The, um, the cross-meters? Yeah, the cow squeezer. Um, it's kind of like that, keeping it from moving, and it has what looks to be like a, almost like a gas mask made for it in front of its its mouth, kind of covering it up. And you can see like this slow fume is kind of being pumped out and going through some vials and stuff like that. And you see what looks to be one of these main cap skeletons kind of standing by another skeleton laying on um, a table, and he's slowly and methodically bringing this kind of distilled version of whatever breath that creature has onto parts of the skeleton on the, on the um, on the table. As you look, you catch just the briefest glance that this skeleton looks partially made out of stone. As you look, the the cow almost looks not cow, the the this mechanical bowl, though smaller, looks weak and tired. How much smaller is it? Like Size like baby. a dog? Oh, baby. Like, no, no, not like baby size. Like, think baby. of like, like a baby cow. Like baby cow size. Maybe just a little bit bigger than like baby cow size. But. Cow. Yeah. Moss is going to make sure me. Hey, guys, do you see that over there? Point that out. And as he points that out, you all kind of get a glimpse of it as you kind of stop um, mid walk and it keeps going. Eventually, you are led to um, what looks to be like the second to last top of this spiral staircase. 
And as you reach it, he, the mage cap cap gestures for you to go in. Um, and then like, but you notice that the door's closed and as he cat gestures, he, he'll open it for you. And from what you can, what you see is a figure backlit by a red light standing um, looking down towards something. As he turns around and kind of looks at you, you see what looks to be an older gentleman. He looks to be half-elf. He has a small like scruffy beard have a bald or bald head um and he wears kind of these have kind of leather robe-esque armor on as he kind of turns towards you he doesn't necessarily look threatening the only thing that's kind of off-putting is that both of his eyes have don't have well not kind of they don't have pupils and they're just yellow just straight yellow I will send a picture of him in the resources. Also, real fast, what's making that noise? What noise? Sorry, that's on my end. I don't know what they're doing upstairs, but... Oh, I totally thought Chase was, like, making noise for us during this experience, and I'm like, why are we hearing this noise? Yeah, sorry. If it's bothering you, I can tur- put my mic no, on you. No, it's not bothering me. I, I just didn't know if it was coming from Chase or who it was coming from. Okay. No worries. I, uh... So, yeah, as you can... Sorry. So, as you kind of turn around and you can't get a look at him, you can check out the in the resources tab what he kind of looks like. You can see kind of floating above what looks to be almost like a little dais is almost this rod looking um magical item per se and around it you can see almost like the flash of like kind of crackling red lightning um as he kind of turns around and he will smile at you guys and it looks in some ways genuine he says i i'm glad that you chose to come is he the only one in here, or is there more? It's, I missed that. You guys enter in the room. You notice that kind of on the far side, you notice on each direction, so right behind him and to both sides, you see what look to be like doors leading somewhere. Um, though you know at this height of the tower, there's not very much like space, so it looks like this like kind of level kind of goes around most of this area um as you look around you see two skeletons kind of in the corner and as you look their bones not at the joints but everywhere else is made out of stone as they have almost what looks to be transmuted into rock the that sections pieces like the femur um the only places that they aren't 
turning the bone are at the joints and around the eye sockets of the scout. It says, welcome, um, please step in. Moss steps in. Thank you, I think Eli is reluctant, but we'll step in. You step in, the door behind you shuts. And the only light coming in here is from a couple of arrow slits around the room. And the light that's being generated from around this rod and over to one corner as you kind of look around you notice that like you were led to kind of like a square spot um like basically you had the spiral staircase it wasn't a very large spiral staircase it's pretty small and around the kind of the corner of the the room that's holding that you can see like kind of there's a red faint glow coming from that side is it lit enough for me like if you didn't have dark vision you'd still be able to see in there yeah it's dim light but everything is bathed in dim light on the other side kind of around the corner is you can see what looks to be almost like a small quickly set up study um but like two bookshelves a fairly plush seat a rug and a desk with some papers lighted out on it and a candle that is burning May I use my divine sense to tell how, like, it goes around it and how many beings undead there are? Of course, yeah. Even to tell if Mr. Man is undead? Yeah. Um, you, uh, you use one of your divine senses. As you kind of take a moment to, like, steal yourself to be able to sense the presence of evil. The presence of undead. Um, you notice that he does not reek of undeath, but the skeletons next to him do, and you do notice that above him, in the room above. Like, if you were kept going up the stairs, there seems to be something. And I guess I should have described this at the moment, but you guys would have noticed, if you were to keep walking up the steps um, to go, you would notice that on every step leading up higher from where you guys went, there's a line of salt on each and every step as you continue up. But um, it was kind of a quick moment, and you were just kind of held into the room. Um, you would have caught that. Um, you do notice that from like kind of the fringes of your senses, you can sense a couple other undead. It doesn't seem like there's anything waiting behind these iron doors to jump out and get you. But there's something above. There seems to be something above. It doesn't register undead. It registers 
registers as fiendish to your smell of people. Mm. Okay. Um. Well, I, as you count, looks at all of you and you can't enter in. I am very grateful to that you were willing to come here and listen to me. My name is Nigel Zoller. Um, and I assume that you all have a lot of questions. First, though, I do presume that you have the stranger with the conduit. And we can assume that you have our comrades? They are here. They are being guarded. I was just being careful to make sure that you weren't going to try to overpower me with more numbers if I were to bring them into this room this time. They are being gathered right now. They are safe. They are sound. Uh, it's sad to say that their evaluator will not be joining them. She, uh, she is not one that I tend to show mercy to. As you kind of see, his face cast gets a little more stern. Why do you hate the vigils so much? Good question. And as he kind of looks back towards you and says, you're, you're Mira's daughter, aren't you? And Titus's daughter? Yes. How, how do you know them? Uh, Would I recognize him? You look at him. You recognize him to seem to be someone that you've passed when you've been in the lighthouse somewhere. Some, some, at some point, you've seen him. As you look at him, above all, I am the most sorry that you have to be here for this. He almost kind of does look misty-eyed. And as he kind of reaches underneath his cloak, he kind of shows what looks to be in his hand around his neck. It's an old and almost like broken symbol of the vigils. I don't... I am very sorry. I don't understand. I am, like I said, Nigel Zoller from Jan's Crack. I am formerly a vigil. And I've come here to try to do my best to change things up. What what happened for you to want to betray the vigils? It wasn't just one thing, but it was many disappointments. 
that led to something that I felt like was an atrocity. As I said, I'm from Jons Krag. Over 250 years ago, when I was still young, I apprenticed as a necromancist there. I learned to love the people of Jons Krag and their culture. To become one of them. Eventually, I was approached by the vigils like some of you and asked to join because of my skills. And I said yes. I thought that this would be a great opportunity. I would go from commanding undead, from building bridges and doing menial labor to being able to use my talents to protect people. To cut it short, when you deal with death, people get a little funny around you. I thought they'd be different here, but it wasn't. So, I put my head down and I just did what I need to do. Have any of you heard of the War of the Red Sands before? I would let Baron and Opal, because you're kind of a history buff, do a history check on this. Okay. 18. 18. Good, because you would be the one that's most likely to heard about this. 14. 14. As he kind of calls up and says the War of the Red Sands, you remember hearing in your childhood, especially being you being part of the Princetons, and you kind of have a faint memory of this as you've been studying and you've studied tactical strategy of war. At some point, there was a misunderstanding with the people of the princedom, the principalities, which can include the regions of the Proinoi, Tepesh, and Turku, with the land of Zabobswa, which is the desert land just north of and across from a bay from them. Tepesh itself is very, very superstitious. And it was heard that the people of Jonskrag were practicing dark arts. And so they took it into their own liberty to go and stop them. Um, Jonskrag was the first to fall in as a surprise attack. As <clears throat> the city was purged and taken over. After... A couple of years, it was retaken back by Zobobzwan. Eventually, there was a little bit more of a settling, but during that time, it was heard that a lot of the people of um, Jons Krag were subjugated, and their practice of necromatics, which they used to kind of fuel their culture and their industry, was banned and all those skeletons, and he's kind of explained this to those who do not know as well. They forced the skeletons, the undead that we used, our labor forces, 
to march out into the shifting sands and to be lost forever. Which is one of the greatest atrocities that you could do. When this was going down, I had just first joined. I had joined the vigils I had been in for a couple of years, and I pled with the leader then to allow me and my group to go and help protect Don't Cry. And I was refused. I was told to not intervene. With that, Final nail in the coffin was laid, and my people, for a short, short time, were torn asunder. After that happened, the next assignment that we were given was to go and to help a small town in rural Tepesh. When I got there, the people were laughing in the streets about how great their victory was against my people, people that they didn't know. How that they were able to stop heinous atrocities, even though they caused them themselves. I'm sorry that I have to tell you all this, but it's important. Because from that day forward, I knew that something must change. I've had to work by myself for a long time. but I plan to overthrow the vigils. And that's a little bit about me. I'm here to give you an offer. Follow-up question, though, that will include your offer. Of course. Understanding. Yes. What do you plan to replace the vigils with? As it seems that you are a man who wants to replace it for something better, for honor since there was such corruption in the original what is your offer of correction i want to allow everyone who puts in who asks for our need to give it i think that it's not our job to assume who needs help and who doesn't wouldn't that just turn the vigils into a mercenary force? Rather than helping unbiasedly? I feel like, and granted, I could be wrong, and I guess I don't know the story in full and all of the everything, but it, from what I do know about the vigils, is, or at least the vigils that I know, is they try to stay out of politics as it creates division among ourselves. Did you ever think that maybe the reason why you weren't given the mission per se to go help your people was to keep the vigils out of a political conflict? thought about that many times that was the excuse that they told me that we don't want to meddle with 
kingdoms, affairs, and lands. But how would you feel if you have the safety net, the ability to save someone, but are denied it? Your own people. It's war. And I would never, you know, take away the fact that war is messy and war is awful. Death in itself is awful. But how would you have felt if it was your people who were invading Tepish? And the vigils came to Tepish's aid and helped eradicate or defeat your own people. You would hold resentment. I would say probably even more, maybe not even more, but you would hold the same resentment because the vigils would still be responsible for death of your people, but directly responsible. Not indirectly. Uh, as you kind of explain these things to him, he kind of gets a a sly smile and says, you do remind me a lot of your father. I'm not here to debate whether what I'm doing is right or wrong. I feel like it's my personal mission to try to do something better. I feel like there's been wrongs. And this is only one case. But I'm here to give you more or less three options. Either A, you can do the unwise decision and try to Get away, run, fight. You can do all those things. And I will get what I want anyways. Or, B, you can choose to hand him over, as well as the conduit, and I will help you get out of this place, back to your homes. And as he says that, he kind of looks at you. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I don't think you will really be wanting to return there soon. You should probably go with someone else if you do choose to do that. The last thing you can do is if what I've said stirred anything in you. I'd be more than merry to have your help. You've all proven yourself to me that you are capable. You're quick thinking. And I'd like to, if you would, recruit you. <laughs> Aliyah is so flustered. She is so mad. Oh my gosh. He, you just see him like kind of fold his arms and kind of is like has been slowly pacing just to kind of set the scene a little bit during this conversation. And he he's able to explain a little bit better than Chase can. 
yeah a little bit of kind of what's going on that's the kind of general just you if you guys feel like you want and ask asking questions it, it can happen during this time um which so moss is going to step forward of course and be like interesting i'm sorry interesting proposition i guess one question that i have is by working with you would you be able to help us procure personal items goals and ambitions or would we have to follow with your ambitions and goals i mean i would suspect that we first need to accomplish the task at hand but then we can see where it goes if you scratch my back i'm willing to scratch yours hmm. You are no different. No different than what you're fighting against. Propose our team has some pondering to do. May we have five minutes? That's a five? Of course. I would like Kyle to do an insight check as he's been listening. Or Moss. He is very intuitive. Here we go. Oh, Laya is upsetty spaghetti. Baked oh, oh, man. Tonight has been my night, dear friends. Tonight has been my night. Did you just get a nat 20? I did. I got yeah. a nat 20. If oh we want to add everything else, we can add it. But I think I think Moss is, Moss is on. Moss, Moss is, is on key. I know, what, I know what is added. So... Yeah. Um, okay. As you've been assessing what he's been saying and stuff like that, you can definitely see that there is a sense of like almost showmanship to what he's been presenting to you. That he is trying to sound and make something seem like it is. And I'm giving you this because you rolled so well. Mm -hmm. And he's giving you information that he thinks you want to hear at this time. Okay. Okay. Um, it's kind of at this point where Lannister will kind of look at all you guys and be like, I... I'm sorry. Honestly, from the beginning... My goal was to enter the vigils to see what I could find out. I too have some wrongs in my past. And he'll approach. Um, can I hand? We hold his hand. Yeah. You're going to hold uh, Lannister's hand? Or like, not in... Like, yeah, like, you're going like, like try to grab his arm. Like, yeah. wait. We get a seven. Seven. I don't like any of my dice. They all roll very bad. You want to try mine? Oh. Um, you know <laughs> Oh, now I'm at now nice. <laughs> you can use my dice that pertains everyone. Yeah, the evil one. Anyways, he as you kind of go to grab him, he, you like get a hold of his hand and he. He like looks back at you and he just he kind of looks apologetically. Well, can I say something? 
He's like, sure. We got five minutes. Make your decision then. Uh, this is what I've been looking for. It's like, we got five minutes. <laughs> I think you. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm not going to urge you to wait. She wouldn't say it like that, but I don't know. As you, the rest of you, he, he just kind of looks and says, I'm, I'm sorry I wasn't honest with you before, but really this is, I've seen things and I, I feel like he is. And you can see that Kira, like kind of look at him, kind of go looks. He can't really lie. He doesn't look like a liar. And Kira just looks so betrayed. As he kind of walks off. And over to where... Um, the... Uh, Nigel stands. The time is yours to discuss. You have oh. five minutes. Moss <laughs> is going to bring everybody over. And he's like, <clears throat> All right, y'all. I think he's a good guy and he's definitely telling the truth. Okay. And, by, and by good guy telling the truth, I mean he's a piece of and explicitly <laughs> swallows. And it's like, Something's up. Like, everything he's saying, like, I've made a lot of deals in my life. My gut instinct is telling me that this guy is not, not telling us. Something's bad. Something's bad. Yes. I well, why, what, what do you think that he meant when he told you that you shouldn't go home? Do you think your parents might be in danger? If he, um, I guess if, yeah, if he gets what he wants, my, um, my mother will be um, in danger, yeah. Yeah, Adelaide's gonna turn back to Moss then. Hmm. I have an idea. I have two, actually. One is very dumb. The other one's also very dumb. But, <laughs> I like dumb ideas? <laughs> Yeah, let's, you know, this is the point of the thing, it's called the strength. Would you guys like a battle map to be able to understand better what yes, this please. looks like? Yes, please. Yes, please. That would be no, very beneficial. Okay. In the meantime, well, technical difficulties, well, it's not difficulties. Technical things are happening. Um, an idea. Is it the same password as last time? Yeah. You if I can remember how to spell it. You have an item that could. I think I have. Yes. A bag of beholding. Of some sort. Beholding. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that's K laughing, not not (laughs) Barry. We only got five minutes, come on. Um, it's not meant to explode, no. But it can. It, 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 it's, 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 if used properly, it's perfectly safe. But and it's not meant to explode. So, proposition is, if 
or when? Oh, wait, does it explode or does it turn into a portal? It turns into a black hole. Mm-hmm. It does. Well, this but that's is only if you put. That's only if you put too much. No, no. Oh, wait, wait, wait. If you put too much, does it explode or does it just no, drop? It just tears if you put too much. You have to put different. You have to put another bag of magicness to make a black hole. I think. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't know if we're able to pull off the uh, the black hole idea. But what's what's the other idea, Opal? Yeah. So you mentioned her like bag of holding, and she starts sweating bullets. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. Uh, like I said, very poor idea indeed. Uh, would cause someone immediate death, of course. Anyway, um, just before we can continue this conversation. Um, while you guys' tokens kind of take up that much space, I assume that's a little bit smaller and a little farther away. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll just circle some things on the map. So in the middle of this kind of area where you're at, right here, is the dais. And above it, you can assume what is floating the rod, being surrounded by the crackling lightning. Can I make a perception or investigation check on that to see, like... Yeah. Uh, I would actually rather have you do an arcana check. Okay. That's fine. And then, real fast, while he's doing that, could we get a, a reminder on how to get in the uh, passcode? Oh, yeah. I will be right back. I'm going to just say it because I've already done it. But it's the butler um, with capital um, T and capital B. I rolled a 10. You rolled a 10. Yeah. Um, you can assume like the crackling energy around it is some sort of arcane ward. Okay. So it. it Seems like it wouldn't be grabbable. Yes. Like it's not like uh, you would assume that he probably won't be so comfortable with just leaving it out in sure. the open. Sure. If there was it was so easy easy to just grab and go. Um I will put on a token for Pablo. He's kinda high and over in the corner. Um but he's I I need to. I haven't made a token for Pablo yet. I know I messed up. But yeah, and he's standing by the the dude that he kind of helped carry up. Um, so you see, like, kind of a, um, just kind of mark where the doors are. Here's the door that. Um, oh, that's the wrong thing. Uh, here is the door that you guys came out of that led into the staircase. The staircase is only like this square, but shut now you can't see where it's in. Um, here, right here, right here, and right here are the doors. Um, the, like, iron double doors leading out uh, what you would assume to be outside because you can see light pouring in from these um, different like, aeroslit windows. Mm-hmm. Um, over here is where you see the kind of glowed, glowing red ambient light. And it looks to be some sort of um, marking on the ground there. Um, he's kind of moved from where he first introduced himself right here over to the side. That makes sense. Yes. My hmm. other idea, um, also very foolish. I sense there's a fiend above us. We could trigger it and cause an immense distraction that could also put us in a lot of danger. But it provides a distraction <laughs> if it works of the fiend falling through the floor. And coming down, or but the, that's... or the fiend kills us. 
or that. So both, again, terrible ideas, but they, you don't know, you just brainstorm. Here you go. Okay. Anybody else? Real fast, Chase. Yeah. And maybe this was said and I just missed it, but the, um, the rod or the other item needed to combine with the conduit, where is that in the room? It's, it's right here above the space, floating cap. And like Baron checked to see it's guarded by an arcane ward of some sort. Okay, that's what I. Interesting. Lama, you said that we're like farther than this, probably. We're yeah, you're like kind of more over here. It's just, it's a very small area. So you, I assume that you guys are kind of bundled up a little bit closer. The arcane ward. That's up. Uh... Baron, you said what's what's guarding that thing? Some sort of arcane ward. Does anyone here know how to get past an arcane ward? No. I don't know anything about arcane wards. Um, cool. Tower. You know, the, I think the closest person that would know anything would probably be Alina. Tower girl. <laughs> uh, what do I need to roll? Just uh, a, Arcana. Arcana. I am proficient. Let's uh, see here. Oh, baby! Oh, Kyle! Kyle! We're on fire. Nat 20, baby. 23. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. I've spent three Nat 20s on checks. This is a good night. You guys are doing great. So, with a natural 20, you notice that this is definitely a magical barrier that whoever would try to touch the. Um, rod at this time would most likely be inflicted with damage. Um, some sort of arcane lightning would strike them. Um, usually when something that is of this kind of magic, um, like, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Um, protection magic. Uh, it usually has to be bound by something close by um that can in some way be broken um as you look around you can tell that the the like the symbol on the ground over kind of by where that corner is where um where i'm blanking where pablo is standing um that seems to have something to do with this um, arcane binding. That's what's holding the magic in place. Oh, shit. Elia would relay that to everybody, so. So. Can you? Um, about this time is about halfway through your time discussing as he seems to be kind of chatting with um, Lannister, who's kind of talking to him about what, what he um, feels kind of his story and stuff like that. You can hear Lannister is a follower of Havul, who um, kind of seeks, believes that glory comes from a good death, and he has seen many people in his time have been rejected of a good death because of the vigils. And to him, that's um, 
against his ways. And so he sounds oh. like he came to join to figure out what he could do to stop them. Okay, Cra- crazy comment. Kyle comment, but this guy, this guy's a lunatic. <laughs> Which one? This, this Lannister guy. That, that's, sort of, that's sort of messed up, bro. Mm-hmm. Anyways, oh. sorry. Aliyah... Aliyah is, like, shaking with, like, a mixture of, like, fear and rage. Alright. Like... So, maybe plan C. And I did a bounce off of, because the time we have left, Aliyah. Do you think that there's a way if we distract him that we'll, you can figure out a way to, like, break this arcane, like, protection on the rod? And then after we break the protection on the rod, we can combine it with the conduit. And then revive our our fellow body that we drug along this whole way. We have the body with us, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. we revive <laughs> the body. And then we let the vigil duke it out with this guy and just sort of, like, free everybody and escape. I'm more than willing to try. At this point, Baron will step away from the group and move towards uh, Nigel. Okay. Oh, Nigel. Interesting. Are, are we oh, worried that we may not be able to locate our other uh, vigils in training? Should we perhaps bargain to see them first and then... Um, as you guys are kind of looking around, Akira is just staring at the ground, just shaking his head. Um, maybe that can be a distraction. And he just like looks just heartbroken. I'm sorry, Akira. All right, sometimes you think you understand someone, but no, it's okay. I think he's on to us. It looks like he might think we're plotting something. So if we're going to do something, we better. And then he sees Baron has kind of walked over there already. As I was walking, would have probably drop my sword on the ground, taken off the bow and put it on the ground. Mm-hmm. I want to join you. Piggy's going to gasp very loudly and say, I, uh, I definitely accept. I, uh, with the, this shorter sleeve shirt, you can see that. I see your brand, though I've never seen it branded before. Are you related to the Raven Frost family? One of the last ones. You didn't happen to be the descendant of um, I would assume so. Who's your ancestors? Which one was here? Yeah, I might have known them. James. James? Ah, uh, I understand. The son of. Oh, why am I forgetting my grandpa's name? What? Or, no, no, that was my great grandpa. Oh. Uh, um, 
Son of Carla? Carla, thank you. Yeah. Oh, he says, oh, so you're Carlisle's grandson. I understand your father was also very resentful of the vigils. I guess it just kind of ripped off on me. Well, I'm uh, grateful to have you. Do you have, what about your friends over there? They, I'm assuming they're not joining. Has this sound like it? Are they talking about uh, trying something stupid or are they trying to? Uh, Definitely stupid. Are they trying to de decide to just walk? Probably a little bit of both, it sounded like. Well, I'm not too worried. Um, Pinky is getting very angry, and unless someone stops her, she's going to do something stupid. Oh, no, Aliyah's right there with you. Aliyah <laughs> uh, is like... Pinky is just about to, to, to do... You guys can see it in her eyes. She's about to do something. So unless someone says something to her, you see, you see that she's going to jump headfirst into this combat. Nope. Uh, Adelaide's going to lean towards Aliyah, and after seeing Baron walk up to him, just be like, I think you should get started on that... Uh, what is it called? On the... What's the thing on the, the seal? seal. The seal. And she's gonna try to kind of like stand in front of Alaya, if she can kind of squeeze between her and Pablo and to get a closer look or something. I'm gonna say, uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a perception. Do I need to make a perception check to try and find what needs to be broken? Because you said it was like an object that needs to be broken, right? Yeah. Um, do an Arcana check to kind of as you're trying to think back on your nights of studying with your mother kind of over your shoulder telling you what you need to look out for in the world. 21. Do, 21. Ooh, nice. 21. We will get back to you. What are we doing as a distraction as well? So Moss at this point um, <laughs> is just going to look at everybody and just sort of like bow his head and Moss is going to walk up to uh, what's his face? Nicholas or something? Uh, Nigel. Nicholas. He's going to say Nicholas. He's going to be like, Nicholas. Um, <sighs> Personally, do not know how much of a service I will be with you. But I am curious if I do join you, do you offer 401k benefits? <laughs> yeah, he, after like kind of talking with Baron about kind of like his past and his connection, um, how he he knows his his grandfather. He goes, um, you know, I I feel like that's something that we should definitely talk about. Um, because hear so, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. The problem with the four hundred one k, frankly, at your stage, um, we probably want to um, look more into more um, life insurance, as in we should turn you either into an undead, something along those lines, you'll probably oh, last longer. Wait, you're a necromancer, right? Uh, necromicist. Um, ne necromicer. Necromicer. A, a, 
bad rap with it. Okay. But, uh, immortality is something you can offer, right? Uh, I wouldn't say it's immortality, it's just not dying. <laughs> it works very well, though. Look at these guys. And he points to the skeletons right next to him. Are these the guys that respond to it and Moss is going to be like, left, left? Um, they, like, stand up straight and, like, turn left and he says, I need to get those things back from you guys before you leave. Wait. <laughs> How does this black. work as, as Moss is going to keep going like left, left, left? Stop that. And he like grabs out of hand. Stop that. Don't take it from me. I think he's going to then pull her scroll out and say, you fools. <laughs> what the heck? Okay. We just start opening all of the scrolls. I need all of those scrolls back up here right now. But don't you just want them labeled? I, I don't need them. Use the words. <laughs> That's my culture that you are defacing. And while this is going on, um, <laughs> Aliyah, you're over there, and as you're looking down at this, you realize that this particular binding brows, for it to be broken, it usually. It clicks in your mind. You're like, I've seen this pattern before. It's one that's been used by vigils that you've studied under before. Very similar. And it has... With a 21, you remember, like, vividly, like, <laughs> reading it in the book. For you to be able to break a seal like this, you need to be able to take an item that is worth something to you or something to someone and use it to be broken above the seal. And that will dispel it as the connection oh, oh gosh. will make the magic. Oh. It has to be broken? Yes. Wait, does it have to be a magic item or just any item? Any item. Oh gosh. Wait, uh, you cut out for a second. What has to be broken? Um, an item of relevance or importance to somebody needs to be broken in order to release this thing. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. Does he... Oh, sorry. What do you do? She, uh... takes... A necklace off around her neck. Um, I don't know. I don't know if anybody's watching Alaya or looking at Alaya. Adelaide's. Um, body blocking for you right now. As she, it, it's 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 kind of like a pendant. Um, and she'll set it down on the ground. As she casts uh, Tasha's Caustic Brew on the pendant her father gave her the last day they were together. Oh, no! That's so sad! As you cast this Caustic Brew on it, you can see, like, in your hands, the necklace starts to kind of drip and be 
lost as each drop kind of falls onto this sigil. You can see it kind of as it shakes. And then while he kind of yells, like, basically getting enraged about what's going on over there, you see the markings on the ground fade and the lightning around the rod fall. As this happens, I would like to roll initiative. Okay. As he kind of looks back and sees... You are stupid! <laughs> Sorry guys, I hope that distraction was okay for all of you. I was gonna it ask was... you, he doesn't seem very strong, right? Like, um, not very strong, no. Okay. Wait, this guy doesn't seem strong? No. He's a necromancer. He looks a little older. Okay. I can... I like my this isn't good, guys. I'm rolling really well right now, which means all my bad rolls are about to show up. <laughs> also, there's one more thing I would have liked to ask during this time. Before uh, like the distraction happened. Uh, before all that was going. Knowing he's a necromancist. Necromancist, yes. Oh. He, he rolls and dies as you say that. <laughs> uh, spellcaster. Spellcasters need some sort of focus, generally. Mm -hmm. Does it look like he's carrying anything on him? Um, you see that on um, like on one of his hands, it looks to be kind of a larger kind of almost like gauntlet type thing. Um, it looks to be the left hand. As you can see, it has arcane runes on it, uh, edged. Um, all right, what do we get for initiative? 25 to 20. No, I'm sorry. Um, 20 to 15. I got a 19. 16. Okay. What's your dexterity modifier? Three. Great. Okay. Good to know. Case, one question. Yeah. Would you want Alaya to take her action? Uh, yes. Okay. As, now, like, as this happens, um, and you can see, you can hear behind you, like, a shout of, like, kind of desperation and panic, and kind of the, you see this, you hear behind you the skeletons start, like, drawing swords for sh and... You need to take one action. So, Have you still right. treating them because they're drawing their shorts? Yeah, left. <laughs> I'm about to quit that time. All right. Um, 15 to 10? Uh, 14. 14. 14. Um, Adelaide, who would you like to go first? I'm plus zero for Dex. Uh, yeah, I should go first. <laughs> yeah. Like that, I <laughs> um, then um, just a quick question, Ren. What have you been up to kind of during this whole time? This, this has all been going down. You've been a little quiet. Uh, 
Yeah, I... I mean, he does drive a hard bargain. And I think that, like, he could potentially help me out. You know what I mean? Yeah. But... Thinking about it, like, knowing that first we'll have to, like, do his stuff. I know the vigils are already, like, up and running. They're already an established... <laughs> it's so difficult. They offer four one case. Yeah, they like, do. I mean, they've got they the do benefit. The, it's but, for the benefit, man. But yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Ren is definitely like considering, I mean, weighing the options, and definitely like when seeing Baron walk over. I think, in a way, kind of Ren kind of looked up to Baron, like kind of like the, like, you know, like we we had bonded a little bit, and so seeing him go, he's like, wait, well, like this is actually like happening, like, and so he's just kind of in his head a little bit, looking around the room and just kind of wondering how he got in this situation. Yeah. And he rolled right. seven on initiative, by the way. Seven? Was there anyone else I missed? Opal. You got four. Okay, good to know. So next is rolling nice new bag and it gave me two net ones. <laughs> They're not good dice. They just dice. Hey, you can try you can try this terrible one. Maybe it will be good for you. I could use the OG ones. Maybe that'll Maybe be good for you. Ones. Yeah. 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 Say we're not in danger. All right. Oh, where did we get this music from? This should have been playing for hours. Oh. Let's do this. All right. To start off the bat is Kira. As kind of all fight breaks loose, you see Kira just look towards Lannister, kind of dead face, and just charges him as he kind of runs up. He is going to make. Um, one of his um, makes a pact at him. Um, as he kind of brings it down, he, Lannister kind of set, steps to the side and he says, <clears throat> How could you? How could you? As he just keeps swinging after him. That's his turn. Next is Elia. As oh, you yeah. finally see the last of the necklace kind of dissolving your fingers, you fall to your hands and your knees, and you are hyperventilating. As you're trying to find your calm. You will take your action as you stay there, just on the ground, breathing. Cool. Next is Moss. Alright. So Moss is going to start off by casting Fairy Fire. Um, just sort of against the wall, so it's going to hit everyone that I'm circling, since it's like a 20-foot cube. So that would be um, here, let me move. He's right there. So, Baron, um, Nigel, um, Kira, Lannister, and the two skeletons. Okay, let yep. me roll. What is it? So, I need dexterity? everyone there, including McKay, to please make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, I failed. What's nice. your um, modifier? What, what do you beat? Oh, and you need to beat 13. 13. So the necromancer, Nigel, he got 
he got a 13, so he saves. Cash tank. Um, the first skeleton, the top one by Baron fails, so he is low. The second one saves. The Kira fails. And Lannister saves. So. Can I add a purple? I'll just add a purple ring about it. Yeah. Um, hey. I'll just look up everyone who's dead. Yeah, so those awesome. are the ones that fail. Alright, and then Moss is going to run back, invoking an opportunity attack. Okay. Um, you'll take an opportunity attack from um, the man. I'm assuming you do not, or do you want to? Mm-hmm. You do. Can I make it look like I do? Yeah. You're not Okay. Uh, Moss, that is... Uh, 20, oh. uh, 21 to hit you. Yikes. It's the, who's hitting me again? It's the... This is, this is Nigel as he kind of reaches out and tries to grab you as you kind of cast the spell and he, he's able to ward it off, but he touches and you see his, this hand that is in this black gauntlet, like goes out and reaches you. You take, oh wow. Man, you really bad. You take only two points of damage. Oh, okay. Yep, sweet. I mean, the gauntlet isn't his strong suit. But, okay. That is the Yep, that's my turn. Okay. I don't know what you want me to do here. No, you can just pretend like eh, it gives up your reaction still, but um, it makes it kind of look like you're like, eh. Yeah. You're like you. Yeah. It was just out of reach. Just out of reach. Darn it. Darn it. He's a little bit too slippery. Next up is Nigel. Uh, Let me see what this does. Does Fairy Fire make you have disadvantage at all, Kyle? Or does no, it just make just it so that you have advantage? People have advantage on you and you can't turn invisible. Okay. Usually usually doesn't hit all the people I don't want it to hit. <laughs> I was hoping Nigel had a low dex, but oh well. Okay. Sorry, I'm just trying to figure out what I want to do. Alright, so he is going to cast as he kind of sees you guys trying to get around. He's going to cast in a 20-foot cube um, right, just right in front of him. No. Uh, that's off. Not like that. Okay. As no. all of this is now in what is the web's spell. As he puts out his gauntlet and you see these strands of spider web shoots out from his fingertips, covering this whole entire area, making it, um, difficult to transverse. I need everyone within that range to make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, oh my god, this everything will go bad. Everything I did. Five. Five? Okay. Fourteen. Yes. Sa- saving throw, right? Yeah, saving throw, dexterity. Sixteen for me. I I got an eight. Eighteen. 
Four. Okay. Let me roll for. Yeah. Um. Pablo also fails. So the only one that saves is Brent. Everyone else is restrained. I got an eighteen. Oh, you got an eighteen? Oh, yeah. I thought you said eight. Sorry. No. So Moss and Ren are not restrained as of now. Um, just so you know, the restrained condition, what that does is, I have it right here. A restrained creature becomes, speed becomes zero and it can't benefit from any bonus to its speed. Attack rolls against the creature have advantage and the creature's attack rolls have disadvantage and the creature has disadvantage on dexterity saving throws. As you all, besides Moss and um, and Ren kind of get trapped in this. Um, I just realized it was supposed to be that on the start of your turns. So I, I read the spell wrong. I thought it happened just then. But it's at the start of your turn or whenever it enters. Ah, you entered it, so that's, uh, that's how it is. But okay. whenever you start, you have to make that save again. Just Are- so you know. Oh, we're not going to have re-roll for it, though, are we? No. Not right now. We'll be fine. Okay. We're, we're good right now. So, okay. you also can try to break free, just so you know. Next up, after Nigel does that, he's also going to take his space, and he's going to move back, kind of positioning himself more around the people that like him. With that, it is Pinky's turn. You are restrained, but you can make attacks. It's just a disadvantage. Okay. Um, that's so it would take an action to try and break free, right? You can see that's been covered in, in, the, in the goop. Yeah. Um, you need to make a strength check to see if you can break it. Um, and this will use your action just to, just so you know. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Pinky's going to attempt once to break it. Okay. There we go. Come on, high roll, high roll, please. Mm, that was. Good. It's a nine, nine, so no. Nope, nope. Not enough. Is, yeah. I would allow you to use your bonus action still, though. Can I hide in the. Yeah, definitely. Cool, Pinky's gonna hide. Okay. <laughs> While well, she is restrained. <laughs> Alright, that is a 16. Yeah. Well, good to know. <laughs> Another friend too. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. He moved Pablo. Oh, where is Pablo? McKay. I'm so sorry. That yeah, was nice. Ah, Pablo made the oh. save. Oh. What happened? No one can see. I know. I'm fixing it. I'm so sorry. I just need to find where Pablo was. Was uh, he in the dark? He was in the dark. Pinky needs to go down one. 
Yeah. I think he does need to go down one. Yeah. Got it. All right. Next up is Adelaide. It's your turn. You are restrained as well. So you can use your um, action to try to break free, or you can try to take an attack from here at disadvantage. Um, Ren is, in, is the only one that's not entangled. Is that correct? Ren and Moss. Ren and Moss are not entangled, and Aliyah is not either. Is Ren close enough to touch? Um, He would have to move on his action. Well, for Adelaide to touch him. Oh, for Adelaide, for you, you yeah. to touch? Yes, he is. Okay. Um... Oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh. isn't touched, so I can help three friends, right? Yeah. Okay, so Adelaide will cast Bless, um, and so she'll give uh, uh, an extra d4 to an attack or saving throw to Will, Moss, and Aliyah. Okay. Awesome. I'm going to give you guys a white circle around you, just so that way you remember that you are indeed blessed right now. Um, just so you know that I'll concentrate on spell. Keep that in mind. And it's D4. Yeah. And you can use it when you want, right? Yep. Okay. I mean, for every roll that's an attack, saving throw, or skill check, you can use it. Okay. And that's my turn. Awesome. With that, Baron, you are next. What do you do? Um, so I will step in front of him to be like a body body shield, right? Yeah. And I'll say, man, I guess they really did come up with a stupid plan. You know, the thing about stupid, though, is it can be contagious. And I'll turn around and I'll whack him across the uh, <laughs> the head with a... With my big old hammer. With the big old hammer. Yeah. Hey. Thanks, Banty. Make, uh, make that with advantage because it's unsuccessful. Whoa. Okay. Uh, so Warhammer uses strength, right? Uh, yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Seventeen to hit. That will hit. Okay. As you free nice. boom, roll for damage. That. Uh, Oh, uh, not very good. Uh, two points of bludgeoning damage, and then I'll come in with my other, with the, the short stone. The sharp stone. Okay. I imagine that one's not at advantage. That's not at advantage, because now he's been domed in the head. <laughs> uh, 15. 15? That will just barely hit. Okay. Nice. When did you get your weapons back? I didn't drop the I didn't drop the sword or the hammer the, the or the, the, the dagger. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's gonna be four plus four eight points of damage, and I'm gonna action surge and go again. Woo! Okay. Well, actually, nice. real, real fast. Our um, does the web break during this first hit? The web? Oh, is yeah. that concentration? It's concentration. Ensnare. Yeah. Let me see if it's concentration. I don't know if it is or not, but if it is, he'll need to roll twice. Yeah, he does. Yep, it web's is. concentration. Um, Alright, with that, that's good, because uh, with his concentration check, the first one was an 8 plus 1, which is a 9, which is a failure. So with that, he whack, you whack him on the head, and you all are released from the webs, as they all just have the kind of, instead of being taut and tight against everything, it starts to kind of just slowly melt down and you are able to 
move free again. Um, nice. So I miss with the hammer again, as he's probably expecting it this time. Yeah, as he kind do of I get back. An, so with an action surge, would I also get the second with yeah. my... Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just double checking. Nat 20. Nat 20, let's go! Oh, 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 oh. Baron's just gonna do it all for us. I do need roll on the table. I'm gonna roll my dice. Uh, I wonder what that one does. Okay. Uh, 10 points of slashing damage. Let me just look this up real quick. Ten points of slashing damage. Yep. Okay. So as you kind of swing back, he like steps back, but as he steps back, he kind of throws himself off balance. You can tell that this guy is not used to more hands and hand-on-hand combat. He is mm-hmm. more of a, a ranged caster. Mm-hmm. And with that, you take the opportunity to t- step down and you take that sharp knife and you stab it right in his foot oh. as it goes straight through the bottom and kind of pierces it into the the stones below as he lets out a huge howl as you can tell that you've produced you've made him have a limp um as he is not able to walk nearly as well nice excellent um and then i don't think i can do anything else necessarily on him as i do that i'll i'll hit I'll take it and stab it into his foot. Say, also, your book sucked. <laughs> awesome. Book? Yeah. Yeah. I get the book. Um, episode two. Episode his two. His book was in the... Or, no, I think episode three. His book was in the... It was episode two. Was it? book was in the library shelf at the cabin. And I read it. And it sucked? Raising undead and how to raise them right. I'm not. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it sucked. Maybe it didn't. But... It was like written in the form of a parenting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Self help book. When your when your undead brawls are not acting properly, and make sure to discipline. I, and then just so I can, I'll actually move um, right there. Okay. As you stand, kind of, if you look like in the shadow, you're right next to the desk, right there. Yeah. All right, next up is Ren, it is your turn. Cool. Um, remind me who's standing by Zelaya right now? Like, who are these, who are his his comrades? Yeah, as of right now, you see that it is Jim, the Skelly Boys, and the Fist is Lannister. Oh, that's right. And that's Kira. As okay. he kind of came up and was like, trying to beat up his old party member. So the skeletons are really the only the only minions he has. Other than Lannister, I think Kira's got him covered. Um, um, has he, have you taken your turn yet, Ren? No. No. Um, if I could, I still have my bonus action. Can I reach into my uh, on my side and unroll the scroll that says run away? Uh, sure. Um, with that, we'll have that happen on the skeleton. You're good. Sorry. I forgot I had my bonus action. Yeah. Perfect. Sorry. Go ahead, Ren. Um, so as, uh, as Baron kind of betrays uh, Zolaire, I'll kind of be like, oh, okay. Like, get me worried for a sec. 
Um, and I will, I will uh, thank Adelaide for the blessing, and I will draw my sword and make my way up to Mr. Man, Mr. Zolaire. I'll see him stabbed in the foot. You know, actually, no. I'm going to help my... Oh, no, they already got out of the net, out of the web. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll go after I'll go after Zolaire. Okay. Awesome. As you run up towards him. How much was that? Um, by the way, natural funny, I didn't get that. Um, oh, uh, it was 10 total. I rolled a 4, a 2, hmm. and then I have a plus 4. Okay. Awesome. Okay. As you approach him with your your sword out, Bren, make your attack. Okay, I didn't roll great, but I rolled my blessing dice. Oh wait. Okay, no. It moved after I rolled it, so I did roll bad. Twelve. Oh, as you kind of run up, you bring it down. It it misses. As you kind of and you send some sparks flying up in the the air as he's kind of um, still trying to recover from being stabbed through the foot um, of your dodge. He's able to to not get hit. You can tell that as you bring it down, it kind of glances off of his like arm, but you can see like a magical barrier kind of glows up right as you hit. Mm. Um, some sort of mage armor is being used to protect him mm. at this time. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you have any other bonus actions or actions or um, like your harpoon gun that you could use at this time? I mean, I, I can't use like my harpoon gun as a bonus action, right? Um, we have ruled for like, and this is just something so that everyone can know. For our campaign, we've kind of adopted the rule that they are planning on implementing in like 1D&D, where if you have an offhand weapon, it's not a bonus action to use it. It's just a free action to use it. You just don't get the bonuses and stuff. Like how dueling used to work, instead of using your bonus action, it's just it's part right. of the attack. Yeah. As well. Okay. So, then yeah, I, do I, have I think I would have it. Sorry, real fast. Is that for everybody or only if you have the dueling feet? That's for everybody. Yeah. I think with the dual wielding feet, you, you have get your bonuses. Bonus. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Then yeah, cool. He'll he'll dodge, and I'll just be like point blank, and I'll be like, "All right, whatever." And I'll I'll uh, do some spear gun action with his. Cause it's kind of... <laughs> I roll a five again, bro. Um, oh. Did you roll your your blessing guy? Nice. Yeah, I did that work. last time. Oh. But with no bonuses, it's a bust. It's a bust. It misses, which is very sad. Like, Alas, you never actually like hit anything. <laughs> I know. It's disappointing. Um, Lannister at this time is going to, um, with that being the end of your turn, Ren, Lannister is going to take an attack at Kira trying to kind of push him back. Um, he rolls well um, as he kind of brings his spear uh, this, um, 
he's able to do a good hefty hit on um on Kira. Taking a good amount of damage. Um next up is the skeletons. As the one um over here uh on the bottom side he is going to run around and he's going to run past um like into opal and kira's sight and he's going to get flanking on you but do i get an opportunity attack uh you do not since he hasn't left your range are they not running away this oh yes thank you for reminding me um with that he runs away from you he's going to go to about that's as far as he can go this one's going to run up into the corner um they would get opportunity attacks i've already used my react you did um i'll actually i'll say this one he would run towards moss on this side um he would pass both kira and you opal so kira will do an opportunity attack as he runs past you can also opal What is what's what's strength? What is it? It's just you with your weapon, your axe. Oh, that is a twenty-four. Yeah, that will definitely hit. Okay, roll for damage. Seven points of damage. Seven points of damage. Seven points of damage. Oh, yes. Here also adds five points of damage. As you can tell, this does a lot more damage. Though you can tell that um, Kira's blow doesn't seem to be able to do as much damage um, as yours, even since your weapon is imbued with magic. Is it not? And for some reason, it doesn't seem to be doing as much damage against the skeletons. Oh, mine did damage. Yours did damage. Okay. Opal. With that, it is your turn. What would you like to do? To hit the scepter with my hammer, but like a bat. So the back yeah. end, I'm sorry, axe. Okay. I want to hit it with the back end, not the sharp, and hit it like a bat to Italy. Okay. Like you're going to knock it off of what kind of like oh. its floating thing. Yeah. Its floaty floats back towards that side. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Definitely. Make an attack roll. It's going to have a load like armor class because just sitting there but still making attack well hey adelaide are you good at catching yes all right here we go (laughs) i just think her dicks is not high but um that is eight hit um its armor class was a 10. Yeah. No. That's As too bad. You swing around. Wait, do you have the bless? Did you get blessed? You did not. I didn't get blessed. 
Did I give myself guidance? Is that what it is? No. Sorry. Let's see. Okay, ten. <laughs> could try it. It's there. Tempting you. Wait, but could she... Since, since it's no longer... Since... Because she would know that the... It, the it's no longer, it's no longer guarded. She, right could, she could just grab you it. You could just she, grab it if you'd like to. If you want to do the hit thing, you can. Well, I failed it, so... Yeah. I could grab it and toss it. Like, as a bonus action, could you just be like... <laughs> um, I would let you grab it with, like, your bonus action, though you probably won't be able to pass it on anyone. Okay, well, I got it. So you you have it? Where you... I have a fourteen to grab. Okay, I grab it. <laughs> Can I move? Uh, you still have moving? I'm going to move towards Mr. Deadman. And... Okay. Right there. Nice. Um, it will take an action to to take the rod and touch the the conduit. Okay. Okay, JK. At the, the top of the round, it is Kira's turn. He is going to try to hit Lannister again. This time, hitting as he brings his mace back around after swinging at the the skeleton, um, and does some slight damage. Um, That's gonna be so cool. Let's just imagine. I swing underneath the rod. <laughs> it's so bad. You just like freak out. You grab it and then walk over there. Oh, dang! <laughs> and you're like, yeah. Adelaide, can you catch? And she's like, yes. And you're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I can't swing. So I'm glad to hear that. Alaya, yes. it is your turn. Okay. So, uh, a little bit of descriptivism is I don't know what to call it, but so Alaya, like you said, like basically on her hands and knees and just is like sobbing, just racking sobs. Um, but something's going to just snap where it just stops all of a sudden, just stops. And she's gonna get up and she's going to move right here. And she's going to telemetically shove Ren out of the way. Okay. So if he wants, he can try to save against it. Or uh, he can just fail. But he just noticed Ren and got up and walked away. Um, so I don't know what you want to do. What do you want to do? Um, I would say that he's probably willing. He's usually pretty chill with that. Alright. So, yeah. Does it count? It's not voluntary movement. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ren, would you like to be pushed out of the way? Me? Yes. I am telemetically shoving you five feet out of the way. Okay, yeah. And then I'm going to... move him where you're going to move him? Uh, yeah, let me get over there. He'd go right here. And then Elias just gonna scream, I'm going to kill you. And she casts uh, Chaos Bolt. Hey, uh, so I actually have a quick question for you. So I have to roll, right? Yes. What happens if I roll a nat twenty with a spell? Um, I I'd say that you can crit with it. 
Okay, because I roll in that 20. So! Um, he also still gets a lingering effect from it as well. Dang. Alright. And then I need to add... A, I need to roll a d8 real quick. Roll a d8. And then... 12 plus 6 is 18. And then a 6 on the d8. So this will be poison damage. And he will take... Do I just multiply, just times it by two of what I get? Um, no, roll the damage dice twice. Oh, roll so damage twice? Roll 4d6. So, no, so it does 2d8 plus 1d6. Yeah, so roll 4d8 plus 2d6. Alright, let me write this down here. Um... Uh, plus another 2d8... Nine plus another D six roll and that is plus five. He takes thirty-two points of damage. Oh my gosh! <laughs> he is not dead, but that was it. Thirty-two? Yes, thirty-two of poison damage. Wait. Wait, did I completely miss something? Like, how did you <laughs> use two magic attacks in one turn? No, it's, it's it's only one. It's Chaos Bolt, and so Chaos Bolt is 2d8 plus 1d6 damage of a d8 that you roll. And I crit, I hit a crit on... Or the, the, the telekinetic push. Yeah. Oh, the telekinetic? Telekinetic is a bonus action. It's um a it's part of my scale. subclass. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So it's part of the no. subclass. Yeah. All right. As you do this, he is shoved five feet back and lands against the door. As he tries to dodge out of the way, as you shoot this at him, it hits his other leg as he kind of stumbles. And you see that that leg on the other side is emaciated. Um, as he received a second limp, in a sense. He is paralyzed. Like, he cannot move his legs. Crippled. All right. Yeah. With that, as you see him kind of laying on the ground there, Moss is your turn. It's Moss's turn. Wait, did you say Moss? Yeah. So, I'm going to go for it. So, Moss is going to go five. 10, 15, 20, 25. You will provoke an opportunity attack. Oh, even uh, even though the skeletons have the um, command to run away? Yeah, you still will. You can take okay. that. Yeah. It is a 12 to hit. That will miss. Okay. Here you go. Just barely. Um, and so I'm going to run up, and for those watching, you'll see that, like, Moss pulls out just, like, this small little, like, obsidian-looking dagger, and it's just gonna, like, stab him, because he's on the ground, right? Yeah. So I get advantage? Yes, you do. Dope, dope, dope. So Moss is gonna stab him while he's down, because that's the best thing to do. And so... That's gonna be... Um... Sorry, I'm just doing the math real fast. 
Okay, so that's going to be eight points of damage. Yeah. Awesome. And what's he looking at? He looks pretty dang hurt as you kind of stab him, like, in the gut. Oh, so I didn't kill him. Dang it. 5, 10, 15, 20, 20. And then I'll use the last five feet of movement that I have to, like, move up next to Baron. Okay. That's Moss's turn. Just give me one second. I want to look up something. Okay. As you kind of look down and stab him, he kind of uh, looks at you all and says <clears throat> something to the effect of it's still not over. As he kind of reaches his hand up, kind of as you're still like over him, and you see from his fingertips, green fog kind of starts rolling over his hands as he casts Cloud Kill. Oh gosh! In a twenty-foot sphere. Oh no! Uh, it is going to be more centered on this side. Oop! I delete, delete. I need everyone that will be in this area to roll. So don't look at the small circle, look at the big circle. <laughs> Sorry. Um, everyone is in that. I need you to make constitution paid and throw. Oh, no. I'm not very constitute. Oh, okay. <laughs> I rolled another five. I have only oh rolled a high five. Oh my gosh. I rolled a four. Uh, seventeen? Nineteen. You need to, if you roll over, uh... You roll over, uh, a fifteen, you pass. For those who fell, you take 19 points of damage. Oh. And if you passed, you only take half? Yes. Yeah. As this green noxious fumes blow out. Is 19 half? 19 half would be... It 10 still? It'd be 9. 9. I, Wait, he, I, he, how many points of damage did he do? 9. 9. If you, if if, you save. If you save. Oh, okay. I thought he did 14 points of damage, so... Ren is unconscious. Okay. Ren is Ren in and later unconscious. Let me roll for Kira. Yeah, Kira fails. And Lannister, um, he also fails actually. So both of them actually pass out too. Oh my God. Wait, lost in the bio, but would they still have advantage on their saving throws? They would have. They could have the D four. I think Moss and Adelaide both save. Yeah. Right at the line. Oh, okay. So they yeah. were a good one. But Ren, depending on how low you got, if a D4 would make a difference, did you add it? 
I rolled a five. I it's yeah. it's five is my number today. That's rough. All right. With that, Pinky, it's your turn. Hey, um, <laughs> do I have advantage on this roll? Technically, you actually have disadvantage because he is on the ground prone. And the way that okay. range attacks work is if someone's prone. It's a straight roll, though, right? Because Moss is right next to him. Um, and I no, was no, hiding. He is And his passive perception isn't high enough to see her right now. So it would be a straight roll, though you could get a little bit of sneak attack on it as well. Wait. So she doesn't have disadvantage? Uh, wait, yeah, I'm confused. Um, because she's stealthing right now. Her advantage yeah. from stealthing is negated by by the disadvantage from him oh. being prone on the ground. Okay. But then you said something about sneak attack damage too? Um, because Moss is within five feet of the target, okay. you still get the bonus. Okay. Okay. Um... That is a 17 to hit. 17 to hit, that will hit. Okay. There we go. 13 points of damage. Okay, great hit. Is Cloud Kill concentration as well? It is, let me roll to see if he's able to keep it. He loses it again. Yeah, okay. That's terrifying. Cloud kills terrifying. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because okay. it just it stays for that like ten minutes if you don't break yeah. concentration. Okay. So you just keep being um, that damage. Okay, and then I'm going to hide. Awesome. Okay. Uh, that is a twenty-four to hide. Awesome. You are. You feel very sneaky as you're hiding behind the line right now. With that, Adelaide, it's your turn. You see that Opal is standing next to you. She's holding the rod above. I'm unconscious because I dropped. Oh, you dropped. Oh, my bad. Let me roll your death rate. Okay. No. Okay. Um, as you are passed out on the brink of dying, what are you thinking about? Like, what what would be your mind's picture at this time? Uh, I, I, so I'm, am I still conscious or I'm unconscious? You're unconscious, but like, if you were you were to have a vision while you're dying, what would you be seeing? Uh, I don't know. Nothing. 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 Your Nothing. Positions. Okay. <laughs> I imagine that she's she's still um, because if it hit her fast, I think the last thing she was thinking about was that Opal had the the rod. And and so she's probably still thinking like, oh, I, I need to get to the the stranger. I need to get to the 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 guy. Probably just still thinking about what she needs to accomplish. Yeah, awesome. Kind of like feeding in and out of. Good deal. Okay, with that. And I don't know if I have. You don't know. Oops. All right, Baron, it's your turn. Okay, I'll move closer again. Uh, where is it? 
Um, and I will go ahead and attack again. Um, I'll go for my stab, stabby stab boy first. As that's gonna be, uh... 18 to hit? 18, that will hit. Okay. That is 8 points of, uh, slashing damage. Okay. Um, and then I'll go again with my, uh, with the... Mm-hmm. With the hammer. Okay. 19 plus whatever to hit. Mm. So that's going to be, what is that, a D8? D8. Uh, four points of damage, just straight. Four points. Okay. Awesome. He's looking pretty dang hurt. Golly. As you just count well on him as, I, as he's on the ground. Okay. Um, Next up... Oh wait, those were with advantage, right? They were. Can I just roll again to see if I get a nat 20 on either of those? Sure. No. No. Ren, <laughs> let me roll your death save for you. Real f- is it all the people in black who are down, or who's down? Um, I'll mark them. From what I... And tell me if I don't do them. I think it's Ren, Adelaide, um... Kira and Lannister. And Ren and yeah, they're all there. Okay. okay. Um Ren, are you thinking of anything that you're have on the ground? Yeah, I um, so I mean with what happened, I was like, Yeah, let's go for the main guy. I missed twice and then Elijah just like swept me to the side. And then almost immediately I'm like boom, like, unconscious. And so, while, like, I guess my, my life is, like, flashing before my eyes, and I'm dying, my thoughts will be turned to, you know, like, when you're little, and, like, you just, like, want to help so bad, but, like, in that moment, you're more of a nuisance, and so, like, your parents just kind of, like, no, like, get out of the way, like, I'll do this. Uh, Ren will kind of think back to a time involuntarily. He's not like, oh, I remember when. But like, no, he is seeing this moment when someone in his village uh, got hurt, like trying to like chop down a tree. And Ren wanted to hurt. Ren wanted to help so badly and was so eager. But his father quickly just swept him aside and just because honestly obviously like he could do more than Ren could but the just that like disheartening feeling that you aren't any help is that's just kind of Ren's just kind of reliving that that little moment okay thank you for sharing Lannister will make his death save okay Next up are the skeletons. The skeletons who still have the command to run away um, are running into the walls at this point um, as they are kind of being doing doing the goofy. Last up. Opal, it's your turn. What do you do? Um, well, I want to look at me and also Wave my magic wand and cast the ring. I want to do those. 
All right. I I will, for the sake of what's going on, I'll allow you to do the cavalry um, first. Or would you rather feel? Okay. Um, do you lay on the hand? Five hit points. Adelaide, at this moment, as you're kind of like laying down there, you're taking a deep breath uh, as you see Opal once again stare, standing over you and looking down at you. You're doing great. We need to practice. Go heal red. Okay. <laughs> and at that moment, as you reach over and you grab the rod that is in your other hand, and you boom, as you take this rod, and it's very slender, it almost looks like a wand, and as you touch the, the ring, it's at that moment that everything kind of goes still as the ring you hear a loud as the rivets that were in the finger come out and the man kind of breathes um and he looks around and he opens his eyes and as you look at him as he wakes up you notice that on his forehead a third eye opens up uh, as put him back. <laughs> like a pupilless eye opens up and he said he smiles at you and says No. Good job. And he stands up and says the test is over as like everything else around has kind of been settled. And that's where we're gonna end it today. Well, no, you can't take that kill away from Elia. Elia wants it dead so bad. I was gonna stab me. I'm stabbing. Oh no. Oh no. In the world? Well, oh, I'm excited to join in next time, guys. Oh my god. Dungeon. Dungeon, 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 dungeon